up and I stay down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out is the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the lights down, turn the bass up. One time for the pay cuts. And the price guy just squeeze the life out of shit. They try to break us. What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga, we still here. That fake shit, we cutting it out. Money come, make sure the crew got their fair shit. Yo, 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 what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Chill. Yo, yo. <laughs> hey, uh, well, we want to welcome everybody, you know, to a uh, episode of Food for the Culture. Uh, we are back after having a two-week hiatus. Uh, the show where we talk about socially revel- uh, relevant topics, as well as uh, dating and pop culture. I'm your host, of course, Big Mike, a.k.a. the savant named Levant. This week, back from his 10-city tour. We got Fresh Banks in the building. That's funny. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> and of course, we got uh, e- e- eating his dinner, Mr. Josh Waring over here. Uh, it's actually Rita's. Please get it right, Miguel. And oh, Miguel, sorry. you want to let us know about the amazing intro by Tragedy Monroe, please. Yes, Tragedy Monroe uh, is a good friend of mine. You can follow him on IG, um, named Travis. He's got several tracks. He's been rapping for years. Also produces. If you're local, he's out of Jackson, New Jersey. He's got a home studio, and he's willing to take on clients as well. So uh, it's, it's actually just like it sounds on IG, Tragedy Monroe. Please follow him. So. Dope. All right, fellas. So let's just get started, man. And, um, you know, we're going to dive right into this because I guess we got breaking news on the day of our show. And we can kind of um, skip around because this, this kind of just happened. But about the NBA players uh, protesting the game today. And, um, boycott. uh, and boycott. I'm sorry, boycotting the game today. And then the league deciding to cancel the following games uh, that are after that. And uh, what are your thoughts on that, Josh? When you hear that. Well, first, before we get into that, I just wanted to roll the clip from uh, Kenny the Jet Smith. Yes, that too. I was going to get into that as well. But yeah, uh, well, let me say it first. And Kenny the Jet, who works for TNT, uh, he also decided to walk off the set today. Roll clip, Josh. In solidarity, yes. Uh, I don't know if I'm even appropriate enough to say it. What the what the players are feeling and how they're feeling, and. Um, I haven't talked to any of the players. I'm just but like coming in, even like driving here and getting into into the into the studio, hearing calls and people talking. And for me, I think the biggest thing now is to kind of. As a black man, as a former player, I think it's for best for me to support the players and just not be here tonight. And figure out what happens after. I just don't feel And I respect that. Wow. And who would have saw that coming? Let's go to Bankston first. What do you think about the players and what Kenny did tonight? Um, I mean, it was definitely uh, eye-catching. Uh, simply because you don't really see them really ever doing that. And for them to actually take a stance like that is definitely alarming. And uh, it definitely gives 
I guess the audiences of different backgrounds a better idea of like what's actually going on and like this is a serious thing and like what what happened out there um just was completely not right like shooting somebody seven times when they were just opening the door of their car like come on that's completely unnecessary and i think uh the moves by the players and uh by the organization of the nba was definitely uh definitely needed to uh give people an idea of like the seriousness of what actually happened over there out there and uh josh let's start with the players first before we get to kenny what, what, what do you think about their, their move well i feel like it had to be done especially since you know milwaukee is in wisconsin so yeah. let's say pr wise it would have been very inappropriate to play and 40 miles from uh kenosha by the way right and you know this is one of the reasons why the players didn't want to return so they were more concerned about the, the the social injustice as opposed to the pandemic and starting again so it made a lot of sense that the players were going to you know take a stand as well as the coaches we heard doc rivers and and i'm sure you know pop made some strong comments as well as, as i'm sure i did steve kerr even though the team's not in the playoffs but same type of thing it's just uh i think the nba is probably the most socially aware professional sports organization in the world from top to bottom so to me, it was just totally congruent for them to do this. So definitely got to applaud them to use the platform in the way that they did. This is a, a topic that was obviously near and dear to the players since what, at least 80 to 90% are all black or African-American type mm -hmm. of thing. So, I, and I guess my dad and I had a conversation about it. We're not exactly sure if it's actually going to do anything, right? But the, right, the, right, the, right. the gesture was fantastic, yeah. but I mean... I think is the way I saw it is supposed to obviously shine more light on the incident because it is a serious ordeal, obviously, right? But at the same time, uh, you got to think about the demographics of Wisconsin. So it's not going to be too important to people in Wisconsin. Of course, that's not everyone in Wisconsin, but this demographically speaking, you're not going to have that much pull in Wisconsin. However, there's a possibility that I can see, because Mike, I'm sure you heard about this. There's been a long chatter of, let's say, uh, teams looking to move to Seattle. So this could be a reason for them to remove the team from Wisconsin and go back to Seattle. So I see a, a nice little runway for that to happen. Yeah, I mean, to that point, you know, the Bucks have a hard time getting free agents anyway. Right. Nobody really wants to go to Milwaukee, um, where Seattle was once a prominent franchise, you know, when they had Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and stuff like that. So I could see that. And, and that city starving for basketball. Um, and um, yeah, to, to you and your dad. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't know if it's actually going to do anything. I think it's more of the players saying we've done everything but this. So let's try this now. Let's uh, boycott on the day of the game and see if that'll at least bring attention to the owners who have way more money and more power than the players. And maybe the owners can um, have some influence on the city and state officials because they do put a lot of money in those cities and states. And excuse me, I just wanted to shout out the WNBA players who also postponed their games as well. 
I do. And I think they'll, I think they'll postpone tomorrow as well, um, actually, because there's a different set of teams and they didn't make their stand today. So I mm-hmm. think they'll be postponed tomorrow as well. So, um, yeah, I think I saw that coming from Milwaukee. Like you said, like if you're 40 miles away, you don't do or say anything. Um, what happens when they, they're, they're able to have fans again? Are they going to come to the games? Because they're like, y- y'all don't even really, you know, get behind us, stuff like that. So right. I think they had to look at it at, at the um, the big picture and stuff. And, um, you know, it's crazy because in the other part, man, in the end of the day, they all owe Kyrie an apology. I'm going to say that too. You know what I mean? Because um, the other part is that what I talked about before with the Kyrie subtopic about the distraction and stuff like that. And um, I think they just wanted more focus, at least tonight and tomorrow, on the killer, or not killer, but the shooter of Jacob Blake and maybe trying to indict him overall. Where if not, we'd be talking about playoff games right now or tonight. I know I will be because that's all I've been watching for the last, you know, two or three weeks and stuff like that. So I get that. What do, what do you feel about Kenny, Josh, and him leaving TNT set? Oh, I thought that was very I, – I was not expecting that at all. So I thought that was a very prominent gesture. And I, I kind of took a hiatus from basketball. Okay. Uh, this restart just, you know, because I do believe it is a distraction because you know, sports as a whole is a yep. distraction ever since – Roman times, the Coliseum is always been it's always been a distraction. So we'll see what happens uh, next year if I get get back into it. Probably depends on yeah. what happens now. Oh yeah, and to your previous point, also, just want to point out, you're right. The NBA is at least the most uh, proactive. You see, NFL ain't said nothing at all, and they got and they got a team in Wisconsin too, right? The Packers, but they don't talk. They don't say anything. NFL don't talk about the pandemic. They don't talk about social injustice. They just go business as usual. The NFL. So, you know, with them is a whole different thing with the contracts and whatnot. And the Kenny thing, do you think TNT will give him any repercussions or is going to stand by him? Oh, not at all. Because, you know, Ernie's like, I, I respect your decision. He understood. And, and, you know, Ernie's always been down for the call. So got to re- give respect to him as an ally in the in the community as well. Like as a person who puts his, you know, money where his mouth is, where he actually walks the walk and talks the talk. So I Honestly, with as much control as Ernie has over that show, I think yeah. it'd be very inappropriate and off-brand for for TNT or Turner or the NBA to have any type of repercussions for Kenny. Because yeah, you notice, he looked at Kenny. I mean, he looked at Ernie when he first said, "I'm walking off." Like he looked directly at Ernie mm-hmm. and no one else, as if like he was waiting for Ernie to say something back to him and whatnot. So I thought that was. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's essentially an executive producer of the show for what, at least two decades. Yeah, 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 I agree. So, so Banks, back to the shooting itself. So, what'd you think about it? And, you know, as far as the whole, you know, the fight with the, the, the girls he broke up and him and not complying, like, what'd you think about it overall and stuff like that? I, I just think it just goes back to, uh, you know, some of these police officers really do need better training especially in like hostile situations or situations where uh, let's say the, the person that they're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to get uh, that are not as responsive. I feel like they need better ways in regards to controlling and obtaining the situation because I mean, regardless of him walking away and going towards his car, it's still unnecessary for you to pull a gun out and then shoot him seven different times. And then there's like other videos where 
you see similar situations where you might see uh, a male, a white male defying uh, an officer's orders and then walking away or walking towards the officer and the officer like tasering them or just like talk, trying to talk to them as opposed to what happened over there. And like, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to put my gun out and start shooting because that's the only way to solve the issue, which does not make any sense at all. So just go, going back to the training and then just like the mental, the mental well-being of some of these officers on what they can do to really combat the uh, certain scenarios, because that what 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 actually happened, it just was just uncalled for. It just didn't make any sense. It was senseless, and it was just you know damn right juvenile. It's just I just didn't get it. Absolutely, and to add on to Banks's point, I honestly don't think it's going to be training at all, personally, because I think these are quite personal decisions and if, if we're being completely honest i don't know that much about firearms i've been trying to learn more and more recently and the whole aspect with the firearm you're only supposed to bring it out in uh in, let's say in dangerous situations emergent situations right and I, I believe in even the fbi have to write a report for each round they fire off so i, I feel like that level of accountability needs to be administered to the police as well in addition to the fact that all right, if someone's walking away and you fire one time, surely that kind of sends the message, even though it's the wrong message, but six more times is outrageous. And then add up, add to Banks's point, just to give those who may not be aware, there was a, a similar situation in Kenosha, Wisconsin, involving a Caucasian gentleman. And I'm just going to roll the clip for everyone. Put your feet, your hands, put your hands on the ground now. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground now. Dude, get on the ground. He's chasing the he didn't the taser didn't face him. He's gonna shoot him. He's gonna shoot Oh shit! Shoot his tires out. Shoot his tire out. He gonna kill himself. Yeah, you definitely see the double standard in that video. Um, oh, white and, privilege, uh, I believe the term is. White privilege, yep. <laughs> That's the more uh, uh, appropriate term, I guess, in that particular situation. And I, I agree with you, Josh, that I don't know how much training will help if these are personal situations, especially I think there's a lot of cops who have complexes, uh, whether they were bullied in high school or – they were, you know, ridiculed. They look at this power they have now sometimes and they try to execute this power, you know, they currently have. And I think that's an issue. Um, you'll appreciate this, Josh. So um, did you ever watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the show? Or no, yes. you don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, so if you remember, I guess because it was Disney, they had icers, right? So the guns would knock you out instead of killing you because they didn't want them to kill them. I, I'm almost wondering they should invent something like that. To where they can knock somebody out for a few hours when they shoot them instead of killing them. Yeah, just like Star Trek. Set it to stun, Scotty. Right. 
exactly. Something like that. Like they might need to invent that to give to all the cops across the United States. Therefore, they can still subdue without killing, you know, in a particular way. Because I, I think the training, I think as long, as long as you have an individual personality who can make those decisions on their own, the training still, I think, won't help them as much as we think they will. Miguel, I think that's a phenomenal idea. In fact, if there are any, let's say, uh, ammunition corporations listening, I think you would make billions, if not trillions of dollars if you created that. And Miguel would love to invest in your company. And not only that, think about it in terms of like, SWAT, right? Because, okay, if it's an actual shootout, you really have to get a kill shot in order to stop the shooter. But with this, with the stun, you can hit him in his arm. He's paralyzed. Not, like, not paralyzed, paralyzed, but, like, he's subdued. Just like that. And it'd be so much easier. It's much less bullets, much much less damage and casualties. I I, I think that's a phenomenal idea, Miguel. I mean, if we can invent the virtual reality things we have right now, you know, how much it is. Why can't we invent a, a gun that does not not even the gun, the bullet? The guns are the same. Just the bullets that do that. Honestly. So it's um I think that would be dope. But um we're, we're gonna have a lot on this, I'm sure, over the next few weeks as we keep talking about this. So as things come out, we'll keep you know divulging, you know, what we have. And, and speaking of that, how do y'all feel about the seventeen year old who shot at the protesters as well? Um and killed two and oh, yeah. and two. Let me get this photo up for y'all. Go ahead. But uh, go ahead, Banks. Hey, how do you feel about that? Did you hear, I'm sure you heard about that. No, I didn't. Oh, really? Okay. So oh, last last night during the protest, um, a 17-year-old who from out of state, white kid and whatnot, he, uh, I guess he got into an a, a, a argument or debate or fight, you want to call it. And from his knees, he had a, what was it, a rifle, Josh, I guess? A uh, straight up rifle, yeah. A rifle, and yeah, he had a rifle. Yes, he had a rifle, and he killed two protesters and injured another, and then walked past the cops for best. Like it was all good, and they finally got him today, because so many video cameras were out there. Obviously, the phone stuff like that. However, it just—I mean—that makes you feel like people might be scared to protest if if people if white people are out there killing protesters and stuff like that. There you go. Kyle, right there in the kitchen. Yep. Kyle Rittenhouse, the whitest name ever. With in the, Wisconsin again. Yeah, with that weapon he has. Same one. And See, I and I think the uh, protesters he killed were also white as well, which is interesting. I think it has something to do with these um with these gun laws. That's a good idea. That's a good thought. Because, um, I mean, I get, I get the right of uh, being able to carry and protect yourself and your family. I, can but it. I think it's just, you know, with people like him and like, or even like Dylan Roof, that was, that was his name, Dylan Roof or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, the kid from um, south, down south. And you see these scenarios where people are just with, are in these states where they're able to, you know, have a weapon at will, and then you see the destruction that they do with these weapons. It just doesn't make any sense. And I feel like it just, there should be better parameters in regards to gun control and the ability to have guns out in the public 
especially in at protests, should just be severely prohibited in regards to civilians, especially when you see um, senseless actions like this just so happen, just for out of regardless if it was hate or revenge or just in a, a rush of bad emotions or whatever the case may be. It's just like you, they got to stop or find a way to combat these particular issues because it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, the gun laws is a good it's a good place to start, right? Because these people are um, broke up a fight. Yeah, uh, done the roof. Yep, there you go. Uh, these people are uh, getting these weapons, but they're living uh, in these uh, rural areas and they're out practicing every day. They become better marksmen than the police because they're getting these weapons and practice on a daily, and then they go out and shoot people with point precision. Right. So the gun laws themselves is something that may have to to change, even though they can still get it on the black market somehow. But some way you got to get these things off the uh, off the street. You know what I mean, Josh? What do you think? Uh, I'm not sure if gun laws are the are the way to go, because if we're going to be completely honest, the only people that are going to be impacted by the gun laws is us. <laughs> so I honestly, I don't think that's def- that's the way to go. Um but I do think there needs to be more accountability for those who do have the guns. Now, I, and I don't think that in terms of restricting access, but in terms of uh, more serious sentences, and not only for people like uh, what is his name, Kyle, Kyle whatever his name is, but yeah. also for the police. So you got to have complete accountability because right now you actually have, you know, essentially state sanction police murders that are only being let's say covered up by red tape that's 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 true because <laughs> because we're trying to they're they're pro, uh boycotting the day to arrest the cop who shot jacob blake but they still arrested the person that, that killed brianna taylor and that happened months ago right. so like you said just state sanctioned murders and the other three guys in a george floyd case uh they're walking around every day Shopping at the ball, you know, stuff like that. So it's um it's just a bad a bad situation overall. Um we're gonna move forward, Josh, and, and talk about the whole uh uh Netflix situation. Mm-hmm. I know. That's crazy as well. And stuff. I think you got a meme or a picture on that, something like that. I do no, have I have the meme, but obviously I don't want to show the actual ad because it was completely in You know what? Yes, I'll just talk about it. So Netflix uh they call it backlash for sexualizing for over sexualizing a poster uh showing eleven year old girls for uh this film uh called Cuties. And I think they wound up having to change the poster and stuff, but um you know, them being Netflix, you would think they would know better, right? John, what do you think about that? I think they should just take the movie down completely. Um, just point point blank period. Uh, I don't think they should even show it. I think it was that was just complete nonsense. I think they should that was complete. It was completely out of hand. Um, it just falls into the agenda of you know what happens behind closed doors, especially with child actresses. You know, hence yeah. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the Bella, Bella Thorne, right? From a Disney star. The only fans right now. You, you see these little hints being thrown at you. And then with the whole um, pedophilia campaign and all that, I mean, come on, man. These are little kids. Like, you, you're going to put them in 
suggestive outfits, put and put makeup in them, and then put a and then have them the a film called Cutie. Like this sounds like a walking and talking ad. Pedophiles, yeah, just point blank period. It, like this is just like it was disgusting. Like I, like I mean, I don't have any kids, but just to see that, like I would, like just to think, like imagine my daughter on a cover who's a barely of age, and then little, then little we know, the they're dressed like this, and then they have a, a poster and they're pr- promoting a movie called Cuties. Like, come on. <laughs> like it, it is it's it's sad but comical at the same time like how you not realize what's going on like i think they should just pull the movie pull the plug on that because that that was it's just completely completely out of hand like that's that's like not cool at all josh your thoughts on it yeah absolutely banks i mean the fact that they were pre pubescent number one number two miguel you'll know this because you're our film expert here but the fact that you'll have more, let's say, backlash will create it even, uh, let's say, it will increase the desire for those who are mm-hmm. pedophiles to see it. Like, oh, I, I have to see it now because everyone's talking right. about it, right? And then, you know me, I had to I had to be Josh for a second because I actually want to know who is actually in charge over there at uh, Netflix. So let's just take a look at the executive team here, shall we? So, <laughs> so we have Reed. All right, so you know, let's let's think about the chain of command. So let's look at where things probably start. So let's look at Ted because he's the chief content officer right here, right? Right, right. And then right. we have Rachel Communications. I mean, how did that get past you? Uh, talent. Right. Jessica probably found all these people, right? David. Legal officer. David Hyman. What were you thinking, my bro? And our sister, chief marketing officer. What's going on here? Yeah. I mean, this to me is just outrageous, completely. So yeah. I, so to me, it's just blatant at the end of the day because I'm like, this isn't a mistake. With all the money that y'all make on a annual basis, with all the million dollar CEO level, executive level decisions that y'all make on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis, this isn't a mistake. So clearly, y'all knew exactly what you were doing. And y'all just got caught this time. Yeah, I, I do, if we go back, there's probably even more to your point. And to your point about their their money, they uh, they're making a hand over fist. Um, today alone, their stock went up fifty seven dollars today, eleven um, percent. So they're making enough money to be able to figure this thing out, right? Um, I wonder who invested and- in them today. <laughs> I, I did not, <laughs> you know, but um, but they did. I, I got other stuff going on. Apple, Tesla, um, anyway. Um, but I also noticed in this picture, there's only one sister in this picture, so that's also stands out to me. Well, there's that's not the conversation. That's not the conversation. Well, I but think I uh, notice that. Vern uh, Meyer. She she might be she might Something. be black as well. Probably uh, Dominican or, or black or yeah. Afro Latina. Then we have Dean. Garfield, right? Oh, I don't see Dean down there. Okay. And then Allison, right? Perhaps, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, that's another conversation. That's what other that. If, if anything, you got three out of out of what fifteen, maybe. So that's another conversation. But <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, at the end of the day, they all let the ball roll and let this exactly this nonsense come out. 
which all of them are held accountable for. Like, seriously, they, they really need to do better with that. Yeah, and to yeah. your point earlier, Banks, I have a 11-year-old daughter, right? Same age right. as the girls in this posting. So when I see that, I was disgusted because I couldn't imagine. First of all, I'm like, who are the parents? Let's start with the parents, Josh, for Netflix. Who are the parents who let these kids put it, put on the outfits and the makeup to take these pictures, let alone... Well, you know, it's uh, okay. we, we gotta be completely honest. It's a little bit different in the entertainment space because, okay. all right. So even even beyond this, right? It's a uh, it's a little bit of selective morality, even though this is completely immoral, right? But right, even right. if you think about, all right, you have kids who are underage swearing right. and on content like Game of Thrones and any other premium content. So yeah. how how are we gonna? How's that scale going to be? Obviously, that's way off the deep end. That shouldn't be even there anyway. But right. at the same time, do you include them in that as well? That's that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, you got parents allowing their kids, let's say Arya, right, who was like 11 or 12 or 13, kill somebody in the Game of Thrones, slice some throats and stuff like that. How are you going to not have them doing that? So I guess I, I see your point there. And then remember the the big uproar when she had the sex scene, when she was actually 18 in real life. And, right, and right. like y'all had a problem, you didn't have a problem with her slicing throats, but now she has a sex scene when she's of age, and now it's a now it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely selective morality, as you will say. But either way, Netflix should have known better. That whole top row should have been, you know, first of all, the David and legal. They should have never thought about that. <laughs> number one, but um, I just think that it's I, I'm with Banks. Pull the movie because Josh, your point is correct. If you tell me, if you if you create a storm. People people stop for car crashes, right? So if you tell me this is happening, I want to see it. You know what I mean? So it will bring more pedophilia possibly and people, you know, more looking at little girls and stuff like that. So Netflix should have known better. So I'm happy they caught the backlash that they did, I guess. But they need to pull the movie overall. And uh, Josh, since you are a very economic and sound mind, uh, what do you feel about the thing with the whole Uber and Lyft? Uh, they had to suspend the services. Uh, I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, it's been a long time coming. As a huge advocate of the ride sharing, specifically Uber over Lyft for me personally, um, yeah. I've always seen them struggle uh, out of state, specifically in New York and California. So I know it's going to be one of those major states first that we're going to. They've been and they've been trying to do this literally for years. It's been on the books for a while. And they then they've been going back and forth. Um, then you see them in you know in other countries facing similar issues. So for me, it was only a matter of time for the past five years. Okay, so how do you feel like what's what's the fallout from it as far as the uh, people who drive it and the and the uh, the way they're, they're classified now? What what, what do you think will happen? Right. So the big ma the massive issue is taxes because contractors right. versus employees. I mean, your margins are in completely different so yeah. it really depends on it's i guess it depends what happened all right so if, look at it this way if if this actually happens here then it's going to be similar uh, impact as the nba players boycotting so it's going to be a wave so who's going to do it next what other states going to do it is new york going to do okay. it is florida okay. going to do it is texas going to do it is the united states as a whole going to do it is another country going to do it so uh, in terms of let's say Uber and Lyft's market viability, it's uh it's volatile at the moment. So it it all depends on what happens next, how they're able to, you know, reframe it 
and and yeah. see what see what happens. Maybe they're able to have a a legally binding contract with their drivers that works around these these elements, right? Because at the end of the day, Uber and Lyft are phenomenal ideas. I think they prevent a lot of uh, DUIs from happening. Number one, number two. If we want to be completely honest, and I'm looking at New York specifically, the cab drivers have done it to themselves. And again, yes. it doesn't apply to all of them, but a fair amount, enough of them, rude, drive ridiculous and erratic, and not even it's not even a pleasant vehicle. And Uber, their strengths are the cab's weaknesses, and it's right. and it comes directly to your door. It's door to door service, and and yeah. how many plate, uh, how many Ubers have bottles of water? They let you use the ox cord. You ain't doing that in no cab. No, I, I agree. Um, I let banks go. As a, as a person who's always getting off a plane, I'm sure you use Uber and Lyft a lot. So when you see this, what do you think about it? So. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's just something that, um, you know, those rideshare companies have to get better at, uh, especially with the idea of having independent contractors and then being forced to uh, change your whole model, which would be an incredible in expense for those companies to where it's like, it's giving them the the push of just like, you know what, I'm just going to cut ties if they're really going to make us do this. But I know at least now that they got, uh, they're temporarily back in service until they can figure out uh, a solution. There's a court data, a hearing coming up, I think. So yeah, something like yeah that. they got reprieved or something like that. Yeah, And they're now they're back in service temporarily. But, you know, it's just they got, they, they really got to figure something out to where it's fair for, you know, the customers, the drivers and, the you know, the where the state and the organization can come to some sort of conclusion to make this work. Because this has been a constant battle for years on the classification of these, uh, quote unquote, indep ind independent contractors being an actual employee, I suppose, to, you know, a, uh, you know, a contractor. Yeah. I look at it like anything else when it comes to government and, and taxes, they feel like if you're making money, we want a piece of it, you know? Right. And I feel like that, um, since Uber and Lyft started and, and phenomenal, you know, ideas, they've been figuring out how to get more and more of it from the beginning. And, um, California, as you know, Josh is a huge state tax, mm. you know, place. So they definitely want some of it. And if it does happen this way and then have a domino effect to other states. Oh, New York is definitely next for sure. Then the problem will be, then they will have to increase the price of the Uber and Lyft to offset the taxes that they're having to pay. And that will be a problem because now you're paying the same amount you pay for the cab. They still are a better ride, but it still would, cause i think people issues and stuff like that so you know because just like other things if you don't make as much let's say from being an uber driver it can cause you to say you know what i'll rather just do something else so it can have a huge domino effect um and um i don't know it's, it's, I, I thought just let them let them live but i know they won't because they're not getting a piece of it when it comes to the government and taxes and whatnot honestly you know this is this is off topic but drug dealers get arrested because of they don't pay taxes more than anything because if they could they, if they could sell drugs and pay taxes for it they let them do what they want to or whatnot that's yeah, the that, big that's facts. yeah <laughs> on some real stuff so um 
but that, that was our our our, uh, our section for uh, current events and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to move right along uh, uh, with pop culture. And we're going to start with this. Oh, uh, wait, wait, Miguel. Wait, Miguel. Hold, I'm sorry. Hold on now. I got you, my bro. I got you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is a surprise. But um, you said add it. Yeah. I did. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Kobe, my guy. Laker hat. Got my Laker wings right here, as you can see, for Kobe. Let's see a little closer. Um, Kobe, uh, his birthday was uh, Sunday, the same day as my son's birthday. That after that, August 23rd. And then yesterday was Kobe Bryant Day. And now they're literally changing a street near the Staples Center uh, in his name. And that's an uplifting story after all the stories we just told you about and stuff. And we just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Mamba, Mamba Forever. And um, it's crazy how much influence and um, positivity that's coming out after he passed away and stuff and and a lot of the stories and things of that and things of that nature and stuff but you know i wish it would happen more when he was alive i'm happy he's still getting his uh respect that he's getting right now stuff like that so josh you're also a a fan of mamba as i know what do you think when you see this so i mean i thought it was pretty cool i actually do like the uh the dashing lakers mamba themed jerseys i thought those were dope did you get one miguel I have not yet, but apparently he helped design those before he died as well. So, I can see that. Um, it looks like uh, his uh, snakeskin shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I will get one as the Lakers wore the uh, the uh, Kobe Mamba jerseys on their last game and stuff like that. Banks, what, what do you think about it and everything? And everything that's happening for Kobe since he passed away, stuff like that. I think it's dope. Um, I think it's really good that they are giving him uh, a street. And I do think it's really great that they're using all uh, the things that Kobe has done, spoken about all these motivational videos, these inspirational quotes, uh, the work ethics of Kobe and what he believed in. I think it's really, really good to, you know, shine and outlive and really um, forecast the great things Kobe has done uh, the little time that he's but ha- that he's been on this earth, I think it's really great that they're showcasing uh, the many great things that he's done for his organization, his community, uh, his, his efforts in Hollywood, and so on. Yeah, that's a little. I mean, I'm talking about Kobe. I was at the barbershop yesterday. Our barbershop. Shouts out to a new you and stuff like that. Had to get chopped up and whatever. But uh, nevertheless, Jazz was saying someone was there. And before me, and they were saying, um, do you think Nipsey and Kobe should be getting the uh, put up, you know, like they are since they both passed away, kind of, uh, you know, memorialized like they are, I guess is the best way to put it um, in a way. Well, what do you think about that, Banks? Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't – I don't really believe in, like, you know uh, – how can I say this? Like, like the idol thing, like you building statues of them and like mm-hmm. cheating them as if they were like a god. I don't really believe in that because of the day that they are human beings. But I do believe uh, the ideas of what they presented and keeping them alive and adding more value, especially with 
young black men and uh, women and just basically showing showcasing uh, the positive attributes that they did present to the communities. Um, I believe in doing that. Uh, I think that's definitely needed and uh, wanted. And there's a definite, a definite lack of. So um, as far as inspirational purposes or just like, you know, positive reinforcements, I do think we need more of that, especially from those guys uh, off of what they did and said on a daily basis. Josh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely agree with Banks, and I'll get into this later for uh, the Megan Tory thing, but I okay. definitely not with the, you know, the idolatry, for lack of better words. However, I understand why people feel the way that they did because they lived their lives a certain way that uh, was admirable and inspirational. So I get it from, from that vantage point. But at the same time, they also were speaking and communicating as human beings and reminding people and speaking like, hey, if you're passionate about something, if you think about things this way as opposed to that way, you can be where we are. So that's what I appreciate the most about both Kobe and Nipsey. So if people, you know, view it from that perspective, then I think, uh, you know, the words won't be in, in vain. Yeah, I think uh, idolatry, I think I think idolatry is a sin, actually. It is, right? It's in the Bible, it's a sin. So I think uh, that's never good. And people don't even realize that. I mean, getting a statue, I think Kobe would have got a statue anyway. Shaq has one, Magic, whoever. But I do feel like the idolatry is something that, you know, shouldn't take place for anyone. But I am happy that some of the stuff they said that maybe was past or or went over, not one of our heads, but we didn't, it, it went in passing. We didn't know are getting, are shining, are getting more shine. Like, like Banks said, some of the speeches, some of the words of wisdom and stuff like that, you're seeing, or quotes, you're seeing more of that than you probably even knew that they said in the past, both of them, I would say. So um, I kind of get it there. Uh, ready to move on, Josh, pop culture? Yes. All right, let's get to the pop culture. This 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 we call the bank section right here. So I'm gonna get this going. And we're gonna start with uh with trigger. Yup. Trigger. Yep. Trigger. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Trey Day and uh, and and, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Selena Powell yeah. and stuff and uh, allegations uh, against Trey. I guess was uh, I guess the sexual harassment, yeah, sexual assault matter uh, more than harassment, and then her lawyers' uh, involvement too. So 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 Banks, help fill in the blanks for us and tell us what you think about the situation. Um. No, I hear, before before I like to get on this because I I, mean, I had a debate. One of my friends was okay. very passionate about like you know women's rights and you okay. know uh, the Me Too movement and all that, and like she was bringing valid points. Like, well, like I'm not saying this is right or this is true because I was also showing her like a lot of things that this Selena Powell character has done in the past and a lot of nonsense and fake news, as you know, as the president would say. <laughs> mm. uh, as she posted in the past, like she, cause she's has been known to be a troll. She has been known to try to get attention, try to get some sort of money or notoriety off of a whole bunch of nonsense or the WAP, the WAP principles and all that. Um, <laughs> so I was like really showcasing like, Oh, this is your hero. Like you're, you're saying all this, but this, this girl has done this, said this showcase of showboating, like these behaviors that are unwomanlike or whatever. And I'm like, what's the like how could you say this but then they brought a point of like saying like okay well yeah but at the end of the day that's just the accusations and this is not 
the only accusations that Trey Songz has, has had um, currently, because there was other accusations of where Trey Songz has had um, other issues with women who've uh, been either, uh, you know, either forgotten or it's been kind of like pushed to the side of like accusations of him. Wasn't um what wasn't Kiki Palmer low key saying that he uh yeah like he, he hid in the closet and like they were shooting the video and like he asked her to do it and she was like she didn't feel comfortable. Right. I remember that. I, I remember when she was talking about it. I, I kind of get where she was coming from, but then there was also part of me that like oh like where is this? I mean I don't know. I thought they were all friends right. and like him asking her to be in the video and she was like oh I didn't feel comfortable being in the video and I'm like. Huh? I, I I didn't really understand it. I mean, I wasn't there. I'm not trying to take away from what she was saying, but I just didn't get like the whole like why would Chase Songs need to beg you to be in a video? Like, I mean, I don't I I don't I don't know. Like, Kiki Palmer's all right, but I just don't see where <laughs> he needed her to be like the showcasing figure. Like, right? What is she going to do? To right. add more value to the video, like I'm not, but not, like I'm not taking nothing away from her, but it's just like she's not like a big figure. It's not like he was having I don't know Jennifer Lopez or right, Alec, right, right. or Janet Jackson, where you know these people have a bigger followings. Um, I mean, I, I just didn't get the whole thing. Like everything was going to shut down, and Kiki Palmer wasn't like the main video girl, so I, I didn't really get that. But like I said I wasn't there. I don't know. Trey Songz has had like you know similar accusations in the past. Um, I mean, I am a fan of Trey Songz. I do like Trey. Trey, you know, I do like the things he does. I feel like he gives, has an anthem for us, <laughs> a lot of anthems <laughs> for us. Uh, but um, it's just curious. I'm just curious to see how this is going to play out. Pretty, I do think it, it, it's probably going to die down, uh, most likely, uh, just based off of the things that she's saying and what's going on, and then bringing that lawyer again. What's her name? Linda Bloom, right? That's her name. Lin- Linda Bloom. Yep. Like, come on, man. Like, it, it just it just sounds really really cheesy now. What's the story it, about the lawyer though? About Linda Bloom. The lawyer. You remember her? She. They, every woman that has an issue or it's like some sort of propaganda. Uh, the biggest example is with the T.R. Marie thing. She hired her. Oh, so she's, she's like a. Uh, she's like the lawyer that these people hire, like let's yeah. celebrities or you know IG influencers, wherever. Yeah. She's the go-to lawyer. She takes these cases. And yeah. tries to make an argument for it, but a lot she's of these like, times, um, she's like, like the ambulance chaser, but it's but it's for girls who, right, right. Cute, I got she, you. All right. She she has a track record of taking these stupid cases, and it's just like, ooh, it's no credibility. Like, where what is this? And once again, it's Selena Powell. Like this girl has said, if you just if you just search her name on Instagram, and just look at the stuff she said in the past. In the actions she's done, like I, I don't know how you could take this person seriously. And then you look at her; I, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But I, I, don't, I think it's going to die down. Uh, I think it's going to be pushed, just pushed to the side, and um, people are going to forget about it. Uh, Josh, uh, your thoughts on the whole accusation and the ambulance chasing lawyer for these type of cases? What do you think about this? I'm sorry, I had to briefly. Google Selena Powell because I had no idea what she looks like. So now it's even adding even more context. Okay, so again, <laughs> tattoos, big lips, big yeah. eyelashes. Right. So <laughs> matter, matter of fact, let me uh, let me bring this up as I say what I'm what I'm about to say. <laughs> so we have some context here. 
Oh, wow. There we are. Okay. So, unfortunately, girls and women like this are actually mm-hmm. doing an injustice to the actual victims. Because contrary to the feminist and, let's say, Me Too agenda, men aren't supporting men who do rape. We have an issue with the accusatory language and then the court of public opinion takes it as the gospel. So regardless of any facts, they can make one statement and someone who has the, uh, the credibility of Miss Powell here can make a statement and then all everyone else just jumps in with their opinions. Right. And I, and again, we're going to get on, get into it with Meg in a bit. Right. Without yep, any, yep, without yep. without any facts, and then all of a sudden, it's the gospel. Like, oh, it has to be true. So to me, that's that's an issue because whenever you hear stuff like this, it's 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 going to begin to fall on deaf ears, right? So it's, it's essentially going to be like the was it the cry wolf story? The girl cry wolf, yeah. And that's and that's unfortunately, and we're we're actually seeing this happen in in real life. Now, I understand the movement to believe women. There are some instances where they're, you know, with some very powerful men. But at the same time, with all due respect, I've, you know, I've partied with Trey Songs in Miami at Club Play. He literally has no issue getting any type of women, right? Even had even at his height, right? Because he's a celebrity, right? And at yeah. the same time, I, I apply the same concept to Breezy. <clears throat> Statistically speaking, they're turning down more women then women are turning them down. And then add the fact that Linda Bloom, who Miguel obviously said is the ambulance chaser, right? The celebrity accuser who has made a living off of these, let's say, uh, non-credible accusers and mm-hmm. making them credible. So it's like, it's like, okay, you can literally with that, with that logic, anyone can say anything about you. And as long as you can prove it, or have a something prove it in terms of like uh conceptual like oh this this might be possible you can say anything like imagine if you applied that same energy to all these accusers and say oh matter of fact you're a child you're a child pedophile right we don't have any proof but we're just going to put it out into put it out into the internet and see what they say and we'll see if you appreciate that same type of energy that is going to come to you without any proof then you're going to be like, wait a minute, I didn't do this. Ah, da, 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 da. Well, again, th- this is the same philosophy that you brought to the table, unfortunately. Yeah, it makes you think, why have a system of justice at all? Because you're guilty until proven innocent, right? And in, in, in the way it's, it's, it happens now, in societal frames or whatnot, because someone says something does not mean that it's true, as you were saying before. And it's a shame because, like you said, men don't like men who rape people, right? We have a disdain for them. We don't, we, we want to hurt them physically in certain situations, right? So not that we like that. However, we also don't like guys who lose their livelihood, their careers, their families for being accused of something they didn't do or whatever. And I think, um, and, and that's a hard thing because even when you didn't do it, that reputation can stay with you, you know, even, if, and not even just a celebrity, a small person uh, in, in a small town He'll go to a grocery store, and if he was accused of rape, everybody will look at him like he's crazy, even if he didn't do it, right? So he might get he might a, get beat up. He uh he's not going to have all the lawyers, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's um 
it's a shame and I don't know like how or what where this started to accuse people of things they didn't do. Um, and that's one aspect. But even if they did do it, hopefully they did not. They shouldn't be uh, guilty, you know, overall. And as Close said, it, uh, it stayed with Kobe because let's not forget the uh, the uh, Me Too brigade like to bring yeah. up what happened right after Kobe died, literally the same day. So and and let's say on the same wavelength as, as Miss Powell here, that's to me, that's the type of wavelength that they're on. They're on the attention seeking wavelength and again i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep it a, a stack right now i i'm more of the belief that trey songs would pay money not to be with this woman <laughs> and yeah stay with kobe like you said years after he died i mean years after 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 the alleged incident happened right that he was never proven guilty of they literally if in the case found semen on the girl's underwear from several different people within 24 hours of Kobe, but yet people still think that he raped her. So I'm like, exactly. everybody else was consensual, but this big star, the one who had to rape you, come on, man. Like, this doesn't make any sense, right? right. So, um, so I think it's a shame because those things will never, ever leave you, whether you're innocent, you know, or, or, or not. And Trey, you know, I mean, Trey got to be careful who, he, who he's entered entertaining you know to use a word that some females use or or being around because obviously you know it's leading to him getting in har uh, harmful situations for his career i will say right so, but you know, um these times when you see these girls with all these tattoos i'm telling you it's a starter kit starter kit for trouble they had some sort of <laughs> issues in the past Any like i've always told my friends when you see these chicks with these sleeves and these chest tattoos and all that and a ton of makeup I'm telling you, to start a kid, they had a lot of issues in the past. Just ask them about their tattoos, and then if you get, if you happen to get in an in-depth conversation, I guarantee they had some sort of troubles in the past. They never, they never addressed it. All this other stuff, and I look at her, I just see, she's, I just see a walking, a walking uh, case for like she really needs to sit down with a psychologist of some sort to to speak and release her inner demons. Yes. And uh, Chloe asked the question, also, how do we hold him accountable if she's telling the truth, even though she's a smut? And to me, that's that's the sticky issue, because if you're a smut, how do you know you're telling the truth if you just give it right. up that easily? Right. So, and so I think you put in an exchange out of because uh, I think they were talking yeah, or something yeah. like they had like yeah. some sort of texting exchange that he yeah. posted. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Chloe, I would say um, your past kind of can hurt you, hurt your credibility in that situation. If you're a smut, even though you're telling the truth, people won't tend to believe you in that situation. So, you know, it's a shame, Chloe, but I would say don't put yourself in that predicament by not being a smut. That's the only thing I can especially, say about that. Especially you on going on a show another podcast or whatever and then oh, having yeah. a friend, you know showcase about getting a train rain on by well not a train i guess no not train, no no but by giving ratio to seven yeah, different nba players seven different, seven different dudes while she was getting like bust down by one dude and then decided to you know like you know what i'm gonna do this and then 
start promoting her OnlyFans page right after she tells the story. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just doesn't and make then, sense. And then she put out there was the Suns, like the Phoenix Suns. She put that out there, that information. You know what I mean? So that was uh, crazy. Even though I, I told you, man, I think it was seven tall dudes. I don't think it was the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> so I think she's lying about Yeah, her. she said she was drunk too. So how would she know? Right. Does she know every player on the team? Like, come on, man. I'm like you being drunk and then you being willing and able to do that. I'm like, it, it, the whole story was just sounding really far fetched. It just sounded like she was just trying to get a, a ton of attention. And I mean, it works. Like she made some money, like twenty two thousand dollars, I guess, the next day or something like that. She did get some traction on her page, and apparently, she was able to buy uh, more Fendi bathing suits. <laughs> but I just think. Um, So close, yeah. If you open, if she's open about everything, everything so else. So re- read that again. That's a great question. But you know, with Selena, she's done this several other times before with other celebrities, like saying, like, "Oh, I was with this person, and he was cheap." Like I, I can't remember. There was another artist or sports figure that she said she was with, and she was saying that he cheated on his wife or her and all that. And I'm like. The stuff she's done in the past that is similar to what she's doing right now, I'm not saying it didn't happen. Maybe it did. I don't know. But it's just it's just really hard to believe somebody who's pulled tricks of the mind and just used these things just to try to get herself in a higher position because she's done this to way too many people, like a ton of people, and it's all similar stories. The 2020 uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I wouldn't I'm, say that. <laughs> I, I'm going to read that again, Josh. So, so why would she lie about him if she's open about everything else? I'll let you answer after me. But I think because having a train ran on you and giving head to seven dudes and them walking away is just a glory story. It's not the same as suing an artist for sexual assault and getting a payoff. The ultimate goal is not to put him in jail for girls like her. The ultimate goal is to be able to get a settlement out of it, stuff like that. So that's why she would lie about him and everybody else. They ain't giving her money and whatnot. That's my answer. And to quote Mr. J, I think, uh, let's say the real life Harley Quinn here has learned, if you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah. And to answer your question, no, because Superhead wasn't making up stories about or even telling stories right about sexual assault she wrote a book about her you know uh let's say activities but made money off the book that she wrote um this girl is uh, uh said again ambulance chasing it seems like because she cause like Banks said she's got several accusations against several men for several things oh, anything she needs to take advice from corinne because right. Corinne yeah. is just as crazy, but Corinne told the truth. She didn't really lie. Like majority stuff that she said, as she presented to the public, was the truth. Her That's why she number lied one, number, rappers, number, didn't say nothing. Huh? Her book was number one bestseller. Like she knew. Like she, she, you know, what I mean, she, she capitalized on her hoism. By, the, by the way, <laughs> um, that got to be a soundbite. <laughs> by the way, I don't think uh, she should be put in the same category as Corinne because. Corinne's top is on a different level, so let's let's not even mix apples and oranges there. This is true. This is true. Corinne's top 
went inside of people of a rap song. They were talking about her, her top. So you know what I mean. So let's uh, move forward from one accusation to another. All right, good uh, a good transition there. And Jock has been teasing it all night. Let's get into the Meg the Stallion and uh, Tory Lanez and uh, and her finally saying that he's the one who shot her. You know, and uh, telling the story about why he shot her or how he shot her, I guess. And that's a fallout with that. We'll, we'll get into her uh, her beginning. Go ahead, Josh. Mama, I hit this. I never hit you. Mother was like, oh, she mad because he's Kylie. No, I wasn't. Like, no, I wasn't. Like, you dry shot me. Like, Everybody in the car, me, you, my homegirl, and your security. Everybody in the car arguing. I'm in the front seat. I'm walking away. From out the back seat of the car, start shooting me. You shot me. I ain't get cut by no glass, but let me tell you why they saying that. When the, when the police, because the people in the neighborhood, there's a witness. When the police came, because the, the neighbors called the police, this did not happen at Kylie House. This happened. Yeah, that's enough. That. Do we have the music uh -oh. too? Nah. No, you can uh -huh. send it real quick. But wait, which one? Wait, where they ask him on the shade room, like, what do you think? And Boozy's like, I'm not going to talk about it because I, I, he's like, I fuck with uh, Tori and I fuck with uh, Meg and I'm trying to get a feature with Meg. But I mean, like I, 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 said, I, I find it real quick. But um, what are your thoughts on her explanation for the whole thing, uh, uh, Banks? Um, you know, I, I look at it from this point. Um, I do feel bad for Megan. Um, you know, because once again, at the end of the day, as of right now, we all know that she was shot. Um. For what she was shot for, we don't know. But at the end of the day, um, to be shot at, I don't think there's any any right way to justify that particular action. I, I agree with that. Now, the way how everything went about, like with her, you know, protecting Tori, I guess from what we know, and then telling police that you know it wasn't it wasn't a gun wound, it was glass, and how she kind of jeopardized the whole case in that matter, at least for now, for least from what we know, based on the things that she presented to, to quote unquote, protect him. Um, but it's just like, my thing is this, I, I, I do feel bad, but then it's just like, if you look at her previous behavior, especially what she's done in the past to other men, where there's videos of her, you know, broadcasting and beating up men, and all that other mm. stuff. At the end of the day, I'm Wait, a strong really? kid. Like, huh? Really? Yeah, there's a video of her beating up her, her ex-boyfriend. He was like 6'5", six, 6'9", six, six, or something like that. And like he, she beat him up. Oh, so, do so there's a trend yeah. to this behavior. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, and I think Vlad put the video out um, while this was trending a while back. Um, so she does have uh, uh, a combative behavior in the past of her doing that so that's one thing and then like the whole broadcasting about it uh i don't really like that so i don't i i think the energy of what she's trying to do 
and what she was, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I think she's doing it because of, I think there was a time where people were, you know, kind of like rooting for Tori and going against her. And yeah. I think well, she hold spoke. on, hold on. What she said was that even though Tori hasn't spoke, his um his uh PR his PR rep has been putting stuff out, I guess, to make her look bad. And saying right. that she chipped him maybe and and he was maybe defending himself for all that stuff. Right. So, and then he was liking certain comments on Instagram of people yeah. saying yeah. You, know, you, know, you see it like by Tory Lane, so um, yeah, definitely uh, didn't help the scenario either. Uh, but at the end of the day, I want to know what happened. Like I, I, like I said, I'm not condoning the the gun, sh- the, the shooting was correct or whatever. But I need to know. I need full clarity of what happened. Like I, I, I have to get an idea of what happened in that truck. Like what caused the gunshot or whatever it was. What was what happened? Why is the argument? Why is Tory being so quiet? Like what happened? Right. What's going Let's, on? Like we need, we need that. It's a good initial thought. We'll get back to you on this, Josh. What do you think when you hear her uh, explanation and story? Hmm. I guess for <laughs> me, it's similar to how we discussed it when we first heard it. So, based upon the scenarios that she just confirmed about being in the truck, it, to me, it just makes more sense that the gun went off by accident, right? Because Guns don't just go off at people for no reason. So as Banks is saying, there is a reason. So are you either going to disclose the reason that led to the shooting or is it actually an accident and you're just capitalizing off the accident? Because it happened right before WAP. And you know how I think about marketing and advertising and we just seen mm-hmm. 6 9 doing what he doing. And who, right. and who and in addition to the WAP brigade, who hopped on the track with 6 9 Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Nah. I, I, <laughs> nah. But I do have the boosted clip if y'all ready for that. Oh, yeah. There you go. Actually, no. That was the wrong one. All right. Well, in the uh, meantime, I'll give my thoughts. Um, I, uh, I agree with you both on the fact that there's... Uh, there it is. Let's there play it that is. Go ahead. Listen, hey, Boosie, we want to know what's your take on this Megan Thee Stallion situation? Would you possibly do a feature with Megan? Or even if Tory called you right now and said he wanted a feature from Boosie, would you give him a feature? Or what's your take on this whole position? I don't want to get in that because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I always say the wrong thing. I don't want to say the wrong thing because I I fuck with Tory and I fuck with with Meg. I need me a Meg verse now. I'm not going to say shit. But you've been vocal about everything else. But I'm not finna say nothing about Meg and Tori. Uh-uh. But listen, police, listen, a lot of a lot of women been actually like speaking up, but men in the industry haven't been talking about it. So we possibly I don't want to be the first to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because I'm gonna be in the wedge. Y'all, they gonna take this and they gonna flip it on me, and they gonna make it look like I took a side. So, like my mama say, listen, hey, Boosie, we want to know. But go ahead, Miguel. Uh, Yeah, I'll get to Boosie in a second. So, I think there's definitely more to the story. It just don't sound right. 
y'all were in the car, you were in the front, he was in the back, y'all were arguing, you got out and started walking or run. I don't know where you're walking or running. And then he got out and started shouting you, shoot, shooting at you, I guess, and hit your foot. Well, just something is missing here to me. Like, I don't, I don't, if she's walking away, like, why would he get out and start shooting? He has security, number one. In her words, his security was there, right? So I would think he would send the security to grab her if it was that serious. And I also would think, like, to me, honestly, I don't know what happened. I'm not I'm not there. But, I, but it sounds like that if he did it, he was shooting at her feet, maybe in a drunken state between the both of them or playfully, and – Maybe got her, grazed her, or, or something. Because even the, the 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 pictures of her feet, it looks like the fragments got her rather than the hole in her actual foot. You know what I'm saying? So, so it actually did look like glass, right? Exactly. <laughs> it, it looks like um, uh, it, it looks like that for me. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, well, I think what. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna respond to yeah. that because uh, she said, Chloe said, just make sure y'all ain't saying nothing <laughs> about how he a bitch for shooting a female again. And I, okay, I'm sorry, Miguel. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, right. You, you, I'll be quick. I think we're not saying that because once again, we only heard Tori say that he shot me after I walked out the car. I'm not I'm sorry, Meg, say that. We haven't heard anything else from this story from her friend who was there, right? According to her or his security. Or the police, or Tory. So we only heard literally one person's recollection of this event. So that's why we're just like we need more to the story. If I'm right, Josh. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because at the end of the day, we all know that the entertainment business as a whole has the TMZ model, which operates purely upon conjecture, right? And at the end of the day, it's only our opinions, right? And it's just like a butthole. Everyone has a butthole. Everyone has an opinion. Nobody knows for sure. No one else was there. And the only people who are who were there aren't actually doing any talking. And again, again, to answer closed question directly, I still think it was an accident, especially after how her foot looks. Clearly it wasn't a direct shot. I can see him shooting the ground and his skid and maybe graze something like that. Like there's so many different ways that that could have happened as opposed to actually shooting her and if we're going to be completely honest if you have a security guard and you're possibly in a drunken state the security guard is the one who's going to be holding the gap <laughs> it's just something missing to me Chloe, to be honest with you. how about you banks uh responding to chloe y'all ain't saying about him shooting a, uh, him being a bitch for shooting a female I mean, I, I completely agree with that mindset and idea, but I need the full story because looking at the, the wound, looking at how Meg, you know, originally made her statement, looking at what she what she did after she made the statement, looking at her partying. And then before she was uh, before the pictures of her partying, she was, you know, asking for sympathy and all that. And then you see her like going to the club the next day or whatever. I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know what happened. I, I need to know the full context of, like, what's going on, like, with the anger. Especially, like, what happens if this was just an accident? Like, it was just, like, the gun went off. And, like, I, 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 I just don't know what happened. Like, with her Meg's size, her coming out of the truck, and how the wound looks, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I need to know the full context before, you know, like, even like what Boosie said, like, I need to know what happened first before 
I make a comment like, what's what's going on here? Like, what what is the full backstory as opposed to just what what Megan's saying? But what is actually going on? Like, what what's the truth? Absolutely. And to Banks and Miguel's point, everyone communicating right now about this topic is not they're only worried about canceling Tory. That's the only reason they're communicating at this time. They're worried about calling him a bitch for shooting a girl, whatever. They're not even looking for the truth. Yeah, we got a meme on that, too, about the celebs uh, calling out Tory and stuff like that, uh, Josh. Um, and uh, one of your favorites, even, uh, Michael B. Jordan, who's an a- who's actor, actually, you know, gave us some support to Meg and called out Tory. And you see Bum B and well, yeah, a whole bunch of people. I think, uh, well, being that I share psych consciousness with Michael B. Jordan, that we have the same birthday, I'm quite certain he's trying to get in them draws. So I ain't mad at him for that. <laughs> Um, that's funny. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, it's, I, I, even, even them giving support to her as a person who got shot, that's fine, but we don't know the full story. So I just feel like, like Boosie probably did the best move, right. To, to respond to Boosie's meme. I'm not saying nothing either way until we know more. I'm not picking a side. You're not going to get me caught out there. And dude who did the interview, he tried to push him too. Or whatever, whoever that was. Yeah, he, but, uh, he he lucky if Boosie don't send goons for him because he tried to get him out there. But here go he uh, here go Bum B though, and then I'm gonna play oh, yeah. uh, Ti next. Gotcha. I tried to be impartial and cool about this and not get it. Man, I would have done something to Megan in this city. We would have rolled. Megan in L.A. by herself. It's just her T. Ferris. Her grandmother is gone. All the people that loved her and cared about her unconditionally, that looked out for her and would have protected her, ain't there. So as an OG in Houston, I'm standing up. Tory Lane did some whole shit. Period. Yeah. In a bikini. What the fuck? That's crazy. Saying she would lie. I'm not saying anyone, I'm not calling anybody to lie. I'm just saying. I can't imagine. That shit is unimaginable. That shit crazy. Yeah, that shit fucked up. Um, mm, I don't have no worries. I'm just waiting on the whole story. I just need to hear everything. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, him shooting her, that's, that's, that's preposterous. And under no circumstances should any man. I mean, I feel like with T.I., T.I. just came out of left field and just did this for attention because that's what T.I. does nowadays because no one really talks about him. Uh, His comments are just completely, I mean, we're just not really necessary. I get Bum B's standpoint, um, him being from Houston, supporting her. He knows her, so that makes sense. T.I., I think it was just him 
there was we didn't need a, a ti response <laughs> <laughs> yeah bum b i get like he said houston would have stood up if, if they knew what happened so i, I definitely get but like, i would get him more jumping on believing the whole story from meg because of who he is and who she is everybody else like mr killmonger right here right and um and uh and tip i think they're jumping uh, kind of like the NBA players, right? Today, Josh, one team did it, and then other teams follow suit. So once one celebrity said, "We believe you, Meg. We support you." Yada yada yada. Always see nicely all these other celebrities following suit. But whether he w- whether it happened or not, what what is really authentic, right? Like you were saying this two weeks ago. The, the, the crazy part is, only thing changed from today and two weeks ago is Meg told her side of the story. Now it's all we support you. We already knew she got shot before, and everybody assumed it was Tori before. But because she said, yeah, it was Tori, now it's just this. I don't, I don't think it's authentic support in those situations. To me. Yeah, and this is the part that's incredibly dangerous about this idolatry, right? Because we're living in a world where people are void of critical thinking, and they just have blind faith to whatever celebrities say. And at the end of the day, it's the entertainment industry, which literally makes billions of dollars off manipulating emotions of people. That's their business model, right? So people are literally arguing and discussing things that no one witnessed and people who get paid for everything they do, everything they say, everything they wear and how they act, right? So for me personally, I don't know how people can take any celebrities seriously, personally, because at the end of the day, they're getting paid for what they're doing, right? So that, to me, that's the part that annoys me about all of this, right? Because you're essentially just following public personas and you're writing for people that you'll never meet, you don't even know, and you actually support them more than you support your own friends and family. So that's why I can't, I can't take these people seriously at all, especially for what they do for money, how they acting like clowns for money. Nah, I'm I'm good off that. I, I've I've outgrown that phase of my life with believing celebrities and you know all this other nonsense. I, I'm good off that. I'm I'm only going to pay attention to facts. Yeah, I think to your point, what you're saying is that everything they do is very planned, strategic with their PR representatives, their labels, their uh, their managers. It's all very planned, and and for us to see to have a reaction based off what they say or not say. Megan could have came out with this information last week, week before, week before that, right? But now she does. So, again, I'm not saying it didn't happen, and if it did happen, it's wrong. But I'm saying it's the reason why she did it when she did it, because it's always strategic, you know, as we know. So that's that That I think is um, an issue. And um, I just, uh, you know, hope that, you know, this man – you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second because that's that's the next question actually. Uh, for Banks, how do you think Tor- you think Torrey can survive this now, his career, stuff like that? So, well, depending on uh, what is brought out and what's said and how the story plays out, um, and depending if he doesn't get deported, which I don't think he will be. I'm not. I don't. I don't think so. Um, but if he doesn't. All he needs to do is just put a hit out, and he'll be fine. You think so? At this point, look at R. Kelly. Look at Michael Jackson. Look at Six Nine. Look at Six Nine. Look at Britney yeah. Spears. Like, <laughs> there's so many artists who've been in 
somewhat similar scenarios. Um, and all you need to do, especially when it comes to the form of entertainment, is just to be a look at Michael Jordan. Like yeah. with his gambling issues and all that, what they what they what they were putting out. Yeah. Next thing you know, he starts winning rings. We forget. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just people are so easily swayed, especially when it comes to the entertainment industry. All you got to do is work a little harder, or put something to provide some sort of temporary satisfaction. Okay. Don't forget. Happened with Kobe as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Kobe right. as well. Because it wasn't brought back up until now. But before that, it was Barry, you know? Yeah, when that like. happened, with, with even with Kobe, even though it was complete nonsense, when Kobe started putting the numbers up, started playing with his ring, started playing, started doing all the, started doing unimaginable things, people were quick to forget what happened. Well, at least majority of people were quick to forget what ha- of what happened. Like, they were yeah. focused on, like, oh, wow, this, is, this guy's really, really great, which he really is, but it's just like, it's just uh, the way people are, especially in the entertainment industry. The minute you do something of just putting a hit out, and like even just using R. Kelly as the biggest example, you put a hit single out, yeah. The Chocolate Factory, Step in the Name of Love. Like, but I was gonna say, R. Kelly kind of went left to get his fans back, right? He made, he made like the uh, the kind of gospel type stuff, you know, whatever. Um, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it was smart, I guess. I mean, yeah, because you, you know these guys, these these people that you know happen to fall in these scenarios. I mean, they are talented artists or actors, right. and all they need to do is just tap if they they can go against what what's going out there. But and do, I will say, it's it's never really it's not haven't really been an artist versus another artist though. These are all artists versus civilians and whatnot. So if Meg's got her. Uh, let's say, group who supports her, like, will Tori get any features from anybody? Ja or 50 Cent Ja Rule? 50 Cent Ja Rule. I mean, Ja Rule, ja Rule had 50 Cent shot. Ja Rule had 50 Cent blackballed. And what he needed to do to get himself out of it was just continue to put hit after hit and have the right team behind him. And he was able to, uh, you know, take advantage of the situation and then people went from liking Ja Rule to liking 50 Cent. Chris Brown. I, I will say, I will say that's the best recipe or, or uh, uh, to kind of get yourself out of it. I agree with that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that was to, crazy. That, that yeah. was crazy for bringing my boy CB in this. Like, come on. <laughs> that was cool. I, but that's another uh, example as well. He just kept making hits, kept dancing. He good now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Mike, to, to your point, like two celebrities, Rihanna, Chris Brown. That's true. That's true. That's true. And, and they both did well at the end of the day. So I guess you're right. I, I, I honestly, I've been saying this ever since it happened. Like after it happened, it was the best thing that happened to both of their careers. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. That, I mean, we still don't know the full story to that because Rihanna is not saying something. Mm, and she knows that. Right. Yeah. So why don't we think Tori's talking right now or visible? I think there's. There's a method to it. I think he's waiting for it to die down, or the, technically the case is still pending. Um, it probably is not in his best interest to make any comments on it, which would make sense, especially when it comes to legal matters. Um, but I think whenever that gets cleared, or what ha- or whatever the the outcome may may 
may be brought up maybe brought upon i think that's when we'll probably see tory um do something or at least put some sort of receipt out because usually with tory he usually put, either puts a video out of what acts of what happened if somebody said something about him or he talks about it in some sort of context or puts a song out so I'm just really curious. Oh, I'm just thinking he's probably cooking up something in the studio. Like, all right, these people are coming against me. I might have made this song The Biggest Hater or whatever against the world or a remake of whatever hot song, Hate Me Now, maybe, and then put it out. I think he'll probably do something like that. Okay. Um, and I guess you agree with that, right? From a legal standpoint, Josh, why he's not talking? Yeah, I think uh, even if he would the say the truth with the court of public opinion which is volatile it's a mob mentality based upon emotion and not fact so when you mm-hmm. present a factual prompt to an emotional audience the facts are going to be disregarded because they're going to be looking for confirmation biases so at right so at, and at the same time there could be a smoking gun that tory has pun absolutely intended and it could be some evidence to totally discredit everything that mega said and he is really waiting for the right time to present it and i guess similar to how the uh, president is going to do in november well uh and that's a different topic for discussion <laughs> uh, but i would uh well we'll get to that in a second but um but uh but the elephant in the room that we haven't discussed tonight is that she said and i guess she didn't tell the cops what actually happened Right. And that she walked away, you know, only one not arrested. And she didn't say, yes, Tori shot me until, you know, now, I guess. So I wonder, is that a rule? Because she didn't tell the cops that he shot me that night. Or, not. That situation. or would that play a part later on? Like, can she come back with a different story to the cops? I mean, that's all different stuff. But um, let's talk about the snitch culture, though, um, with this uh uh, with us, I think we got some on the snitch from uh, Whack One Hundred. You got that, Josh? Yeah, the Acon video too. Yeah, yeah, we got that next. But uh, yeah, so he said, uh, "As a civilian, she can't be classified as a snitch. Uh, snitch civilians tell the truth." Uh, that's your boy Whack. He always got something to say. Banks, what do you think about that? Though? I mean. You said earlier you didn't feel like she, she should have put the story out to the public, right? So. No, I don't. I, I think okay. if that was the case, it should have just been completely up front from the beginning. Okay. Because, I, I, like I said, I, I don't know what's going on, but at the end of the day, it's just it just shows um, – your morality and how you are and how you present things. Like you're only saying these things because you feel like people are not on your side or you're not getting enough attention. And you, you feel that, um, you're not getting, uh, I guess the jewels that you feel like you deserve in regards to this situation. But at the end of the day, these are people that don't know you. These are people that are, this is the internet. So the internet's going to have, going to, you know, do what they do best. And, you know, at the end of the day, make situations bad or make you feel bad because that's just what they are. There's no, there's no emotions in the, on the, in or around the internet world. But I just think the way she did it, if she was maybe completely 
you know, upfront from the jump, then I, I can, you know, speak from a different, uh, a different angle. But she first said this and then was kind of silent and then put a video out and then did this. Like, it's just because, like, oh, no, 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 I need, I need attention. I need this. I need that. You have to stop making fun of me. You need to make fun of him. Like, it just seems somewhat childish to an extent. And I just think the whole way of you putting it out there, that's what makes me think. That's why I feel like there's something unclear here. Because if how and and how this situation was presented, if it was completely transparent from the beginning, then I can be a bit more receptive towards what you're putting out there. But if you said one thing and now you're saying something else and then you're doing this now, I don't know. I can't just look at it from that angle. Like, I just, it's just something just doesn't sound right all the way. And this what for previous, but like a lot of people are forgetting what she's done in the past. <laughs> um, I, I just don't understand and how braggadocious she could be when it comes to these things. So that's why I'm like, okay, you want sympathy, but you've done things that weren't right in the past. And I don't see you saying anything about that, like how long that was. So it's like, you know, keep the same energy then. If you're going to do that, don't get mad when it, something in that, that, in that context happens to you or whatever, or do it in a better way. But, you know, as Josh was saying, a lot of people are emotional as opposed to being uh, thinking with their brains though. I don't think people were really being looking at this from a, a logical standpoint. So, do you would you consider her a snitch? And how do you feel about snitch culture and stuff like that? I mean, the snitch, the snitch culture. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's boundaries for some people. There's boundaries for other people. I, I don't. It's just like you know, you hear these people about being civilians, not a civilian. And oh, they signed up for this, and they didn't sign up for that. I think the whole the whole snitch thing is just nonsense. Like it's complete nonsense. Like we need to either get rid of it or enforce it completely. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, it's like some people get a pass, some people don't get a pass. If your person's popular enough, they get a pass. If they're not as popular enough, they don't get a pass. So it's like, what do you do? And then like, there's a lot of people who do snitch on, uh, you know, in the background. And they pretend that they're not doing it. So it's just like, what do you do? And I feel like with the clip that you're going to put with Akon, I think Akon presents a very good argument about that whole culture, especially with him going with my son, which I think was a complete... Oh, no. Oh, we, we don't have that one, I don't think. Oh, you don't have that one? Oh, okay. Well, that, that one was a great one in regards I actually, to... I actually do. Whole... Oh, you do? Oh, I'm sorry. Do. All right. All right, cool. Uh, before I get to that, Josh... Uh, would you consider her a civilian or, or a snitch? Or what do you think about WAC 100's comments? Well, I thought she was a savage. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's what she said. And then you guys added context with her beating up someone taller than her. Right. Do, do, uh, do civilians do stuff like that? <laughs> I See? mean... So, so I would just say, you know, depending for her and who she is and her circle and stuff like that, I don't know if she's a quote unquote civilian or not. The whole culture, like, if I walked out my house right now and a guy robbed me, I'm calling the police. I don't care if they say I'm a snitch or not. 
You know what I'm saying? So I think that's just a stupid um in certain aspects, I would say. And I would say that she didn't tell it first, probably because of that code, right? So she yeah. then she then decided to snitch after she wasn't getting the attention that she wanted. It, it appears that's, to be. That's true. <laughs> that's crazy, Lord. And then she ended the car herself the stallion. That, that that's what made it worse. I, I swear, the situation. Give me the uh, the Acom, my song. If you got that, Josh. All right, let's see. Song. I watched that like interview too, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on it in a second. What well, Josh plays it. One thing about leaders, they don't have the time to explain the bigger picture. My son, if you don't see the bigger picture in this, I don't know how to explain it to you. I don't. I see the, the picture that you paint is fuck this. It's, it's right. What I'm, it's, uh, what I'm saying is this. I already anticipated all the backlash before I walked into this. I knew this was going to happen. Okay. I'm fool because guess what? When there's emotions that spark up, that means it's something worth talking about. When there's emotions that spark up, that means this is something that really means something to people. They really take this seriously, right? Which is great. And I needed to know, at the end of the day, how invested that we are in our own communities. Because when you have somebody like Six has that much influence in our younger generation, with the mind state that he has right now and how he was taught to think that that's what that is, and we just will let that slide and nobody corrects him? And you saying, you bitch, hold on, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me finish, let me finish. And you saying, because he snitched, he doesn't have the right to that information that he has to have? It's crazy to me. But Con, you're not giving him, yo, you just empowering, you ain't giving him information. A lot of OG niggas that you pull him to the have conversation. Six nine is already empowered. This motherfucker has over two hundred million fans. You don't empower somebody like that. He always has. He already has the yep. power. All you I'm trying to manage that power to make sure it goes in the right direction, my nigga. What you're saying that this is sad, haven't you? You sound like these little young internet niggas now that make it believe that because you got two hundred niggas, thousand niggas, million niggas on Instagram that you somebody. You you really you you it, you confuse you confuse real life. With Yo, you confusing real life. You know, information is more powerful. You know, so I gotta make sure he's filled with the right information when he has all that. You can't have that many people and feeding the wrong information. Point bad. You. I gotta make sure information. It's important. No, no, it's more important. That's just more important than what I'm building. What I'm building is for tomorrow's generation. And I can't build what I'm building for tomorrow's generation to have the same mentality as Takashi as what he has today. But Khan, he got, he but Khan, got Khan, you just, it's like it's like this, right? You gave you 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 committed yourself and you gave first of all, you disrespected Styles P. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, hold, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> you, you, you violated Styles P. Oh, you took it that he made a classic and put a rat on it. Knowing uh, how anti-rat is, you you violated Styles P. So, so no, 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 I'm just I'm just being honest with you. I'm telling I'm great. You you want to get on, I want to have a real conversation. You violated Styles P. Completely violated. No. Okay, so first of all, locked up is a classic. Can't classic. nobody wreck it up. Period. That record made for those that you know that's like me, that's like you, that's for them. That can never be tainted 
or ever be disrespected because that's what we do. That's our life. That's what we experience and share, share with the world, what we have to go through at that moment in time. Nobody can take that away from us. This generation is totally different. Clearly, he was, hold on, let me finish. Clearly, he was locked up. The reasons he, was, he went in and came out, yeah, we might disagree, but he still has the right to tell his story. But until you hear his verse and hear what he's dealing with, that's real shit from his point of view. He has a right to tell that point of view. Now, anybody could have jumped on Locked Up. I agree with you. There's a lot of other niggas that's been locked up that could have got on that record. But my nigga, that record, it's been, it's been 16 years since I put that first record out. Ain't nobody thought to remix that shit until Takashi decided to do it. What happened to all them other 16 years when that record was open for motherfucker to get on? Because nobody else, nobody, because they, because, now, like, yo, you don't just remix classics. Niggas ain't going, you ain't going to go call, go, go call, go call Stevie Wonder and just say, tell, yo, Takashi 6 9 He going to look and say, that nigga ain't getting on no song of mine. You think I'm going to, you, you crazy? You, 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 this is what I'm trying to tell you. You did a disjunct. You, you, you doing justice to your legacy as, as an artist and as a man, you're doing a disjustice to your legacy right now. It's a disjustice. I'm not, bro. Legacy, beloved. And you do too much good shit. You out here in Africa, you doing too much good shit to taint your legacy with this bullshit, Con. You, first of all, you can't compare my social responsibilities to 6ix9ine. He's one of those social responsibilities that I'm dealing with right now. Because guess what? Like, 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 like. You're just trying to get a bag off the nigga now. That's what it sound like. That's how that's what it is. You it don't sound like a social response. You talking about he got two hundred million fans and listen to what I'm trying to tell you. This song and he got this. It sound like you just trying to get a bag. You don't. It don't sound like because if you was because My, if you had the responsibility, you would be having conversations with that nigga, make and making him do shit that was gonna move in a different direction. He ain't do nothing different. Man, everything happens at God's time. It ain't gonna happen when everybody wanted it to happen. Everybody, listen, everybody if you really do something, it would have had to happen after, it would have had to happen before you gave him that song. Because everybody's different. The boy went through a lot, my nigga. He's being attacked by the of social media from the hip hop culture. That ain't something you get over overnight. Most of his time is spent defending himself from trolls. And you know that. He's so a troll. You talk, how you gonna the man is a troll? How you gonna defend himself from himself? He created these trolls, man. He the nigga that started trolling. He created this whole culture of trolls. No, listen, oh. listen. He started this. But listen, we're living in the age of social media. This is the world we live in right now, right? We can't just grab a microphone from a podium and speak and to a direct line. What we're about, what we're doing right now, clearly, by the end of this week, it's gonna be over a million views. So what we say is super, super important. And people have to understand that these views are parallel, even though everybody may disagree. On both sides, there's situations that people have to be able to take from a standpoint of understanding life and what it is to be a real man. The problem is everybody's living by all these rules that's supposed to make you seem cooler, uh, uh, be stronger, seem not to be a punk or no bitch-ass nigga. But they to make hard decisions that make everybody look at you differently even though you know it's the right decision to make and at the end of the day you make decisions that's going to always keep you close and feed your family at the end of the day this is what i want to say right when niggas say feed your family what about the niggas family that you just gave 50 years to bro he tried to 
Victor and kidnapped him. What difference does it make to him? Question. What about? So listen to me. You you put a you put a hit out on Chief Keith, right? You could have took Chief Keith life. You yeah. got niggas shot. I'm asking you a question. What about the niggas' family who you got you gave forty and fifty years to? What about their family? Do they got a family? What about his kids? Of course, they all got family. But guess what? what they so, but so the what does that mean? He didn't tell I, on so, you. His family. He he he. These niggas stood up and took their time like men. They thought about their family and you thought about yours. So you not willing because bro, you weak. Right. Listen to me. And then the symbol is because the nigga is too weak to deal with the consequences of his acts. It's not like when you say, yo, uh, listen, uh, no, listen, no, 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 no. Listen. You act like them niggas make, you act like them, you act like Takashi told them niggas to go do it, jump off a bridge and you gonna jump off a bridge like a fucking idiot. Them niggas knew the consequences of their actions when they did it. They knew that. They knew that if, if, if I shoot at this nigga or I kill this man, I'm gonna leave my family forever and I won't be able to take care of him. They knew that. And, 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 and listen to me, and they did that. Listen to what I'm saying. Well. Well. As Chloe writes, Akon about that paper. So, Banks. What do you think about all that? This is my thing. Um, of course, one Akon is about the paper. He's a businessman. That's one. But as he said, he didn't. He didn't take any money for it. Um, I think with my, I w if it was me, I would have never did an interview with my son, right? Because I think he is speaking more off of emotion as opposed to logic. And I think Akon was just basically speaking on a bigger picture, like, okay, listen, I don't necessarily agree with some of the things that this kid is doing, but at the end of the day, this kid does have um, a big platform. He does need some sort of guidance. He does have a story to tell. And, I mean, technically he was locked up. So let him tell his story. Like, listen to the record. And I think my son is just speaking like, no, He's against all the principles, the standard third. He's a clown. He's a cloud chaser. He started trolling. I'm not listening to him. I'm not with that. And then when A comes out, okay, man, you, you got to listen. You got to look at it from a bigger picture. You got to look at it. All right. We can't let these street principles dictate what we do in business because at the end of the day, what happens in the streets is not going to make your career. Hence, like there was another interview with, with Akon saying, like, with going off topic a little bit with T-Pain. Like, the reason why T-Pain's career was not as big as it should have been because he was focusing on one genre, like the streets, and, like, only focusing to that urban uh, clash. But at the end of the day, when you do that, you kind of hurt your career. Where you look at a Drake, Drake follows and goes into different patterns, which makes sense and adds on to his Wait, 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 wait. I don't want to miss a topic, but let's keep it on my side for a second because that's two different topics we're talking about. But um, so you feel well, like... I'm going to take it back into it. Like the, the point, the point what I'm saying is when it comes to the snitching and the my sign and with Akon, Akon and 6ix9ine, I think you, you really need to look at it from a bigger picture. And at the end of the day, what what 6ix9ine has done, many people have done in the past. Regardless if you want to be like own up to whatever code or whatever you feel like this is the case, there's plenty of people who have done this in the past who told, who mentioned something, who said something, whatever, 
And Akon is basically going, okay, all right, listen, he did this, that, and the third, but we need to guide him. He has a larger audience. We need to make sure we can try to help him, in a sense, to, uh, you know, at least sway him from not making the same mistakes or at least manipulating certain agendas to the youth. And Akon was like, I'm going to take the opportunity to do that. Where my, my son was like, no, I'm not because of whatever principles that I follow. And I'm just going to leave him hanging. All right, Josh. Uh, from the video. I mean, I really don't have a dog in this fight because I'm yeah, not, not, not about that life at all. So uh, yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll leave that to the experts. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a dog either, but the part about the Akon and T-Pain, so why did he say he would have been a bigger artist, you said? What? Why Why did Akon say he, you think T-Pain would have been a bigger artist? Because, so if you look at um, the track record of, like, Akon, let's say, let's compare Akon and T-Pain, because Akon said, if you watch the interview, that he saw similarities of T-Pain in him. And right. what he was doing. And if you remember, Akon, you know, started with the street singles, Locked Up, and then he had that other song. Um, and then he started getting a bit more of a global approach with his singles. Because he didn't yeah. like to stay in one lane. He went into, like, pop. He went into, uh, you know, Afro beats, uh, Latin music, and all that. Where T-Pain kind of stayed in the urban market where... Like, I want to cater to my people and, you know, like, I don't want to, like, quote, unquote, sell out, right? But if you're in the music industry, I mean, you're making music for the masses, not just one group of people. Because if you look at certain people's careers, like, if you look at somebody who puts a, a record out and they only focus on one group of people, your career is not lasting. You're you're not you're not going to be as a big of an artist as you as you should have been. And he, there's like countless examples of Akon went diamond. Akon put three albums out. All of them are diamonds. Well, I don't know if I agree that T Pain stayed street because his biggest hit is that John uh, with the white dude, the white chick that they're playing like the clubs overseas a lot and stuff like that. Um, uh, T Pain, trying to think of what it's called, but nevertheless, um, I don't know if I agree with that overall. Though, I mean, if you're a certain type of musician, this type of music that you make, like this, this is what got you in the industry to begin with, or whatever. So, and, and, and you're right, you may not get as big as Akon did or, or Drake did or something like that, but I believe stay true to yourself as a musician. Like, don't you know, sell out. At a certain, uh, for lack of a better term, at a particular time. So I don't necessarily agree with that, you know, uh, in my opinion. I don't think it's selling out. I just think it's just you're opening yourself to other markets. You're not just staying in one market. Like you could still be yourself, but you're like, like for instance, like he, it, um, like what Akon was saying was T Pain was basically had a niche of just staying in one genre of music. I get what you're saying when he did that that little that song he did with that artist, but if you look at Akon's catalog and you listen to, a I mean, not Akon, T-Pain's catalog and you listen to his albums, they all cater to, like, one demographic, really, in general, and how 
T-Pain carries himself, it's all into one thing. And Akon was basically saying, like, in order for you to add longevity and to make the most out of the business and to and, – and, and he was on – like, another key thing he said, like, hey, you trying to be, quote-unquote, real, that audience that you're trying to be real for, especially the black audience, they never stick with you. It's It's been proven. They stick with you for a couple of years, and then when somebody else that sounds like you or takes your sound, they go to you. They go to them. They don't stick to that. That's why you gotta be smart. Where you like, okay, you hit that certain plateau, and then you go into another genre. That's how you add. That's how you add on to your career. And that's what Akon was saying. Like, there's nothing wrong with making that type of music, but you got also gotta be smart for your own career's sake and the longevity of what you could have done. Because he was saying T Pain is a diamond artist. T-Pain could have done Latin music. T-Pain could have done uh, Afrobeats. T-Pain could have done, like, pop hits. Like, he could have done so much more, but he didn't. And then you could see, like, with what T-Pain done in the past, his career dwindled down because there was other T-Pain mimics that came out, and these people that are originally fans of T-Pain went to them. And what Akon was saying was right. Like, these, this market, people are not loyal to you. They only stick with you for a couple of years, a couple of years. They get what you get from, they get what they get, and then they leave for something else. This is why you got to be smart. Especially if you're in, this is a business to make music, like, to make money. It's a business. Like, by you not, doing that, you're hurting not, yourself. Not for everybody, though. Some people just love the music, you know what I mean? And if they make it big, they want to, but they don't necessarily have to, let's say, go to the highest standard and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you remember those all those uh, neo-soul artists, right? They weren't making a lot of money at all, but they wouldn't change the pop, you know, that was coming out. You know, at, a, at one time period, every other week it was a new neo-soul artist. And they performing at little, you probably went to a couple of them, the, the, the poetry stands and stuff like that or whatever, uh, rather than huge concerts, but they were true to their art. So I got to respect them for that. You know what I'm saying? So... Oh, no. da, 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 da. Hey, 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 goodbye. I think uh, Death of Autotune probably ended his career. I agree with that too. <laughs> not. Speaking oh. of, whose catalog y'all got? The transition, Josh. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, I mean, catalog is Jay Z. This is easy question for me. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like these people bring out different elements, but I would probably I'm going for fifty and Nas. Wow. I know. That, that, Talk that, about that's a very interesting. Now, I, oh, I gotta hear the why on that. <laughs> uh, I'm going the reason why I'm going for fifty and Nas, fifty is because fifty's not a lyrical rapper, but fifty's a songwriter. He makes great songs. Yep, when true. you go out, when you're going out or you're working out, or whatever, I feel like 50 has different elements that you could pull from out of his catalog and just listen, listen to and just tune out through your day. And with Nas, I feel like Nas with the lyrical approach and he also has a poetic approach as well. And he also has some sort of substance in his music. Um, I think if you just want to think or just unwind or, you know, think of whatever scenario that you're going through, I feel like Nas has that. I feel like with Jay-Z, 
I mean, you already know my thoughts of Jay-Z. Jay-Z is very self-centered in how he does things. And, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Jay-Z just takes things from other people. And Wait, just, and 50 doesn't? Wait, what? <laughs> Go ahead, John. And 50 doesn't? What did 50 take from other people? Pop Smoke? Pop Smoke took things from 50. <laughs> and 50 did it because of how Pop Smoke looked up to him. If you listen literally, to Pop album, there's several songs that he took from Get Rich or Die Trying. 50 literally talked about Ja Rule's style and then used the style to get rich. Literally. What <laughs> not? In he fact, took elements of Ja Rule's style. It was not all of it, but elements, yes. It makes sense. That's how you diverse. That's why 50 was a diamond artist. He diversified. He used different styles. One which he, he talked about was whack. You sang it all these songs, but now you sing it all these songs. That's crazy, but forget that part. You say you think Jay-Z self-centered as a person because we're talking about them as an artist in their catalog. So what don't you like about Jay-Z's catalog? I was never really a fan of it. Um, okay. I mean, well, there's, some, there's some songs, but I'm just to be honest. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't think Jay Z has. Like, I don't, I just don't feel like he has a a ton of records to where I could really like vibe with in regards to just in comparison to like just Fifty Cent and Nas. Like, I just feel like they just do more for me than okay. Jay Z. Yeah. It's individual, you know, question, you know. Um, uh, for me, uh, I, Charlemagne said something the other day. He said it when they got their 10th anniversary for The Breakfast Club. And he said, I said this before, there's a Jay-Z lyric for everything that happens to you in life. And then he quoted one for their 10th anniversary uh, thing. And I think he's right. There's a Jay-Z lyric for everything that happens to you in life. And that's why I like Jay-Z. I think that he kind of just, he's able to, like the wordplay is one thing; it's incredible, and his skill on off top is just monumental. I like Jay Z and Fifty out of these four because they're both bosses. I want. I like bosses. You know, number one. Nas has never been a boss at all. Um, and um, but uh, I just think that uh, and Biggie, uh, you know, Biggie ain't have the longevity. You know, he the best storyteller out of the whole group, not the longevity. I'm gonna go with Jay Z because of that, that reason. Yeah, because uh, I'm a. About a dollar. What the fuck is fifty cent? Like what? Yeah, yeah. Like, with all again, with all due respect, and again, I fuck with Fifth hard, but I don't even think he belongs in this list. To be honest, personally, I, I agree. I think Spencer is very smart. He's got nine new TV shows he's about to come out with, so I feel like that, including one starring Ti after Ti tried to come at him, or whatever like that. But um, I feel like uh, not nah, that. Now let me ask you a question, Banks. This is up here. Have you heard uh, Nas' new album? Yes, I did. What do you think? I think it was great. Um, it was definitely a couple of tracks, and I think production-wise, um, it's definitely better than some of other some of Nas's other selections when it came to production. Um, yeah. I definitely think uh, he went a different route. Uh, it is very short, though. Um, it's one of his shorter albums, which was I did find a bit interesting, but I liked it. Yeah, I heard it. I liked it too. I love the song, but uh, taking it back to the firm with Foxy, AZ. 
and uh, and Cormega. I thought it was a little old school style, and I, I like seeing Foxy back. I heard his album on title, owned by Jay Z, <laughs> whatever. But um, I yeah. did, uh, you know, I, I liked it overall, whatnot. So and that was a good transition, like I said, um, Josh. And um, last thing for pop culture, back to the walk <laughs> and uh, about the hate. Uh, what we've learned, men hate women. And Josh, you had some interesting responses to this in our chat, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Let me get that up. Yeah. But uh, I guess I'll read it while you're doing that. So 27-year-old Cardi B is worth $8 million, married, blah, blah. 25-year-old Megan is worth over $3 million. Men hate women who love the party, but hate going to parties with no women. I mean, first of all, that second part is stupid. Why would we want to go to parties with no women? Like, anyway, um, men hate women who have sex yet want to have sex with women. Men hate independent women yet hate what is it? Yeah, hate for their own. Oh, they oh the, the grammar killed me on. Okay, yeah, hate for their own woman to be independent on them. Men hate women who dress provocatively yet cheat with women who wear whole shit. Men hate with a passion. Uh, women buying whole houses and cars with only fans, yet they are the main consumers. Make it make sense. What do you conclude from this? So, right. So as Mike alluded to, my question is, which men hate her? Like, which which men are they talking about? Right. And my question was, like, would they feel the same way if they had better bars? I'm, and I'm talking about these men that they're alluding to. Right. Because. To me, it was like pushing the female agenda worse than Hollywood is right now. And they do these numbers to correlate to the women who are actually the role models for young women everywhere. Because with the facts presented, anyone can see acting like this is the only way that black women can become wealthy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that aspect. If they, they put it out there, it's the only way. Well, what do you think about this, Banks, when you, when you see it? Um... I think it's complete nonsense. <laughs> like it, it, I mean, I feel like they just put out, you know, points that look good on paper. But I mean, it's the, the eight million dollars, the Mary thing. Twenty-five-year-old Meg is worth three million dollars. Educated, but you don't see any of that. Like, right. That's the thing. Like, what's the point of you bringing up their education and you don't see any of it? Yeah, like, they, they said Cardi is an amazing mother. I don't know. I, I see her kid, and, and I don't know how long. What are they talking about? How do they they're know saying this? Cardi is an amazing mother, but Cardi has a ton of babysitters. What yeah. are you talking about? Cardi is an amazing mother. Just because she said she couldn't tour or whatever? Like, come on. Like, don't. These people get so caught up in some of these artists, and they have no idea what they actually do on their in their real life. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. And I feel like a lot of people are just getting caught up in the whole idea and presentation and the package of what these artists do on a day-to-day basis that they don't actually look at the real life aspects of what some of these artists are doing that are hurting the everyday person. And like, even if you look at Cardi, like there was things where Cardi has, they, they said Cardi would drug yeah. and take advantage of men in the past. And she was saying, like, well, you know, I was just doing it because they were doing it to some women, so 
you know, this is when I was poor or whatever. I'm like her justifying it, and people forget that. I'm like, Cardi wasn't the greatest person. That's a clear, <laughs> that's a clear crime. Like she, that's an admitted crime. She right. drugged and robbed these dudes that she right. left the strip club with. Like, yeah, remember Cardi? Cardi was funny, but she was also grimy as well, real yeah. grimy. And the comments she would say about like other girls and that they were pregnant. Yeah. Like she said some mean things, like not so like things that if she was to say it to you, you wouldn't like it. So, but a lot of people just clear, you know, going into that selective morality thing, they just clear all that under the rug and they just bring up the money aspect of like, oh, she has this and that and this and this marriage. But you don't, but you like <laughs> Cardi, you don't understand the things that Cardi probably has to deal with when it comes to her marriage or being a mom or being a celebrity or going through all these plastic surgeries because she feels like she needs to be perfect or whatever. Like there's so many issues that people just tend to look past on this completely make this list like obsolete. Like it just doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. It, it does nothing for me. Like you're throwing these numbers out here and you know, if I snap me wrist and doing all that, no, nah, I'm good. Whatever. You can keep that. I'm, I'm good on that. I think Josh made the best point. These that song, uh, this uh, other stuff, like they said, women are buying a house and a car with OnlyFans. I think they're promoting this is uh, Josh. This is the way, right? Right. So this is the way. Similar <laughs> to how gangster rap did the same thing when we were growing up. Yes. Right. 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 To make money um, and stuff like that, rather than you know promote other ways to make money and and. and the more these women put up their OnlyFans receipts or they uh, promote how much they... Because you know what's crazy? When we were growing up, you never heard... You know, you never seen like a porn star receipts and shit like that, at least. You know what I mean? But now they're putting their OnlyFans money up there and stuff like that, just making women think this is how I can make money. So that, I think, is not... Promoting. By the way, that is literally the main reason why these people make that decision to join that industry is the money. So it's enticing those people even more so and those who never even thought about it because now it's being socially accepted. Yep. Socially promoted and socially accepted. <laughs> but not. So, um, and again, yeah, so I, and I'm sorry, one last point, Miguel, because it's not like all these people who are with all the, you know, the female agenda and all that, none of y'all are encouraging your girls to go become strippers or porn stars. You're saying you go, you go into college, aren't you? And I agree with your first point. I skipped over it, but I agree with it as well. If the song was clever with better bars, I think they would have got a, a a better response from these men they're referring to as well. So that's just uh, my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, again, it's not, I'm not their demographic. So when I say their music is trash, I'm I'm just saying it from my perspective. I mean, their bars are passable in the modern era, right? Because the level has dropped so so low. It's, it's right. entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. And I know, um, did I talk to you guys uh, last week? I guess, no, I didn't see you guys. And I said this on the on the Big Mike and Little Ant show, shout out to that. But when Cardi said, you remember this, Banks, right? I think she said a couple years ago that she don't make these different type of songs because we don't want it, we, we don't buy it, or we don't want to hear it or something like that. Is it that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm watching the Rough Rider documentary. Did you watch that, right? Well, not oh, Mike, you bring up the E thing? Yes, 
right? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And Eve's first album was number one. It went double platinum, and her lead single was Love is Blind about domestic violence. There was no sex. There was no wop in the song or nothing like that. But so that's very contradictory. And that was in a male-dominated industry. Jay-Z was out. Uh, Dodge was out. DMX. Yeah, all of them. But Eve had the number one album in the country. Eve Eve also had bars. Yes, exactly. So I think... um, I think what Cardi said is not is not true, and I think you can be more diverse if you want to be. So don't blame it on the consumer because obviously Eve and others besides Eve, by the way, will prove that men will buy good music and, and people will buy, buy good music, whether it's sexual or not. I think that at the end of the day, especially with Cardi B, anything Cardi B basically puts out to the public is not her own words. Somebody's feeding her a script Somebody is telling her, this is what you need to say. This is what you need to do. If you want to be rich, you want to be successful, you need to say these things. Everything that Cardi B does in regards to statements like that, the record company's behind it. Somebody's behind it. These are not her words solely. And even when she made the comment, like, I'm doing this because the people want to do it. No, you're doing this because there's a machine behind you. And this is what they're telling. And this is what they're exploiting out of you be off of what you have done in the past and they're continually putting it out there um and i think eve is a perfect example you know eve had bars Eve had uh, a story to tell eve also had it was a stripper as well but mm-hmm. she didn't she chose to not do what everyone was doing at that time because little kim was popping at that time Mm-hmm. And um, like the Kayas and all that, they, there was artists that did Trina, yeah, Trina, the yeah. baddest, whatever. So there was artists out there that would do similar songs, but with Eve, you know, she went another route and she was able to capitalize on that. And even she got a Grammy for doing that yeah. lady song. So it worked what she did. You know, she had a successful career. Went multi platinum. Yes. So that thing, and I almost forgot about that because I forgot about Eve for a little bit. But Eve was nice, and you know she put songs out that people could relate to, and that stuff sells if it's marketed the right way and mm-hmm. positioned the right way. But you know people just follow what the record company says and say, "Well, that doesn't sell. You need to sell yourself," and yeah. that's what Cardi B's doing. And Cardi B just has everybody. Feeling that's the go thing to do, the go thing to do, but that's not the go thing to do. Exactly, and with all those plastic enhancements, Eve was gorgeous and natural and organic. Oh my god! Still natural. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And 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 more importantly, you both said it. Eve had bars for real, for real. So. That documentary is uh is, is awakening me. I, I, I'm with Banks. I remember Eve, but I forgot how really nice she was till I watched that. But it definitely made me think right away, like, well, if Eve can go double platinum in that era, then mm-hmm. what's Cardi talk, what's Cardi talking about? You know what I'm saying? So um that's all somebody needs to do is play that clip of what Eve was saying when she says stuff like that isn't sell. And Cardi wouldn't yeah. be able to say anything. She couldn't say oh. nothing to me. <laughs> no. like, she would have to make something up because <laughs> Everything that Eve did is just a contradictory, contradictory of what Cardi B is saying. Like, oh, stuff that that stuff doesn't sell. This is what people want. Like, no, please stop it. 
Stop it. <laughs> I think people will gravitate towards it because sex sells, but it's not what they want. It's not right. what they would rather have. Even with Cardi B, with the experiences and the scamming, even if she maybe just cut the the, the sex stuff out and just spoke about you know, the Life. struggle of yeah. the streets of Brooklyn and, like, you know, yeah. the drugging the guy thing, maybe explain why, yeah. like, her, yeah. like, her having to go into surgery because she felt like she needed to make, like, stuff like that, people would buy into it because it's interesting and yeah. it's real. Yes. If you did that, like, it would be, I think people would have a whole different respect for her, but instead, she just does the easy route and just talks about there's some hoes in this house. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know about y'all. I don't find Cardi attractive at all. So I'll be like, she's, oh, not, a, she's not attractive. She's mm. not. She's not. Mm. She looks like uh, Mr. Mr. Let me stop. But yeah. she's, not, ah, she's, she's she's not attractive. Wait, the Mr. Only who? That, Mr. Mime. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially without her makeup, but right, this right. Is the thing. It's just she has a good personality that's entertaining. So people are going to look past, you know, her looks and then her assets or whatever. That That's another thing. Yeah. And her outfits. So people are going to look towards that as opposed to how she actually looks. Right. Exactly. Like, as far as like visual. No. Not to like, Lil Kim, like I'm not Lil Kim. Um, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is attractive regardless. Of, it's a shame she did all that plastic. Yeah. But before the plastic, she was very pretty. Like she was a very pretty yes. girl. Like she's yeah. very attractive. Like regardless, no makeup or wood makeup. Like she's very attractive. Yes. Party? No. Just there's <laughs> just too much going on. The tattoos, the plastic, the fake eyelashes, the hair. And the, then when the she mouth. opens I don't her mouth, how oh, someone want to deal with that? What was that, Josh? I hear that. Part. When she opens her mouth, just reiterating what Bank said. Just not. Nah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't deal with that every day. It's crazy. No. Yeah. No. No. I couldn't do it. I don't know how you upset know, does it. You know what, Josh? I don't even look at her because of her what she what she opens her mouth. Mm. Like I can't even look at her in that way, attracted because of what her comes out of her mouth. I swear, it's just yeah. super turn off to me. You know, right garbage. Yeah, basura. Yeah, basura. By the way, we but, have breaking news, fellas. Whoa! Wow! Read it for the people who aren't watching me. I'm go. sorry. Lakers, my Lakers, and Clippers have voted not to continue the NBA season. Uh, I don't know if this means for other teams, but would uh, would Bron poised to get his fourth title, and me being able to have a parade this year is it, it, very interesting. But I'm uh, I'm uh, I, I believe in what they're doing. Though. Your thoughts on this, uh, Josh? Yeah, I feel like it was uh, it was bound to happen because of just the momentum and whatnot. Because this is literally the reason why they didn't want to come back. So, unless something happens, I think they will they will not continue the season. All right, I, I want to respond to Chloe, and I guess you can too. She said that. Uh, she wants to rap about WAP. What's the issue? Y'all forgetting about Uchi Wally and Akinelli. Put it in your mouth and whatnot. So I want to respond. I believe we all discussed the issue. And Josh was the first one who said, because it makes uh, kids 
feel like they need to rap about that or talk about that in order to get rich uh, uh, females, uh, 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 girls, young girls. That's more of the issue. Um, I'm not forgetting about that, Chloe. But if you look at, first of all, who the hell really, you're right, who the hell really remembers Akinelli, right? Like, it's not like he was, uh, um, even when he came out, he was a number one artist. Cardi has a platform because of who she is. So there's plenty of artists like Akinelli, right, who made all types of stuff back in the day, but they weren't the biggest artists. So that's more of the issue for me. Um, and um, and both of those songs you named are 20 years old or plus. So I don't know why women keep pulling out. Y'all remember uh, Luke had this song in 1985. Bro, it's 2020. We're talking about today. So stop comparing what she's doing today to something from 20, 30 years ago. And to a close follow-up point, censor what your kids listen to. As a y- educator of Young Minds Club, we, we both know that's not going to happen. This that doesn't work. That doesn't happen, not with social media. And last time I checked, isn't TikTok isn't TikTok isn't Cardi B's page public on IG? So you don't even, you don't even need to have an account to look at what her content is. Yeah, and it's on and the I radio. Said, and I said this before, I think on this show too, but uh, Chloe about that uh, censorship. When we were younger, when Akinelli was out, Uchi Wiley, and then uh, Banks' favorite video, uh, Nelly, what's Nelly Jones? Tip Banks drill. Tip drill. They all came <laughs> on BET Uncut after midnight. 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. Kids were sleeping. Cardi stuff is available for all kids to get to. And she knows this, right? So Wait, is this she, video on YouTube, Mike? Yes. Oh, yes. so anyone could just look? Really? You can just look yes. it up in just seconds. Yes. So much for censorship. Got to be right. Got to be realistic. <laughs> so back then they censored it for the parents, you know, help by, by putting it on 3 a.m. HBO was a whole cable network, but real sex, they come on after midnight. Right. It was a whole cable network. Skinamax, yeah. right. After midnight. Skinamax. After midnight. Uh, same thing with uh, even Def Jam came after midnight. That was only comedy, but they didn't want kids hearing some of those raunchy jokes back then. So Cardi has a much bigger platform to be able to give it to everybody. So she's got a censor, you know, because the kids can get to it regardless. What are you talking about? Like, and then her conversation with Joe Biden is that, oh, was that Bernie Sanders? Oh, no. Joe Biden. Yeah, is that again? Oh, yeah. Is that who you want representing? Look like that. Where she? She looked like somebody when she <laughs> put her hair in red. Like, yeah, I, that was just such a joke. Oh my gosh, it, I was so embarrassed. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, this is who you want representing y'all or representing us? Because I know I certainly don't want her representing us personally. And and uh, Chloe Banks just said it. Chloe just said. She's a stripper, which I'll expect, besides every other male rapper saying crazy things and they're not being shut. Who's saying crazy things right now? I'm trying to figure this out. Or male rapper. But I don't listen to male rap, so whatever. But, Chloe, Eve was a stripper. But everybody knows that. Everybody knows Kanye needs help. That's true. And that's, Eve was Eve was a stripper, and we and she made different things. So why can't we expect more from Cardi? She was a stripper, not is a stripper. And didn't she say she needed to confront her past and make peace with it recently? She did. She did. Yeah. Sound like a double standard. 
I don't know what well, part of that. Well, well, again, doing. again, I I love this double standard argument because none of the ladies who are making the double standard argument are ever raising their late young their young ladies to be strippers and porn stars. So once you, and you can be uniquely responsible for ending that double standard when when you start doing that, but that's not going to happen, is it? Of course, especially if your daughter, especially if you're sixteen old, you're sixteen old, your daughter's like, you know what? I don't want to go to school. I'm gonna create OnlyFans. I'm popping. I'm gonna move to Atlanta and make OnlyFans. Would you like that? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Exactly. How do you think uh, Lawrence Fishburne felt when his daughter started doing porn? He was he he was horrified about this or whatever. This older. Yeah, he just that's right. He just her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm just like, I understand you say this, but the minute your kid wants to do that, I don't think you would like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Thank you, Banks. It's a lot easier when it's someone else's child, right? Third party. That's what I love. They when they bring these questions to Charlemagne and uh, Envy, and they be like, "Oh, well, you know, it's about expression," and they never really answer the question. Right? Like, come on, you know damn well if Charlemagne's daughter was like, "Oh, I want to make an OnlyFans account." Come, come on, please. And you know, you know, Envy not gonna have that. He'll have a heart attack. And the right, and the crazy part is, we, we see how, we see how expensive college is. It would actually make more sense to start an OnlyFans page at eighteen and make money. But is anyone right. is anyone? Offering that as a suggestion at all? Hell no. And there's a reason why. There we go. Uh, Chloe, we're going to finish this out on <laughs> Sunday on Mental Theater when I can see you face to face. Not the platform. Not, not on Mental Theater, but maybe before Mental Theater. Yeah, not not the platform for that, Migo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, before or after, I can talk to her. You know, we'll get it going. But nevertheless, uh, we can move forward. From uh, the pop culture to dating and relationships, our next topic, our next uh, uh, section here, and I, I don't know who sent this, one of you guys, but it's uh, is the decision to live together what causes causing more breakups than relationships? Let me uh, play the clip for everyone. Yep, I know you were in a relationship for like three years, or right? Something, but you're you're. Pretty like we don't see you walking around with anyone. You keep this all very low key. You're off the uh, television life. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a you're fan. Not, of, I'm not a fan of celebrity. You're not a part of the the. Yeah, like I don't see you I'm on the Daily Mail. I no, don't see. No, I'm not a big fan of celebrity. How do you keep it all so quiet? How do you fly on the radar? Where do you meet people? I'm lucky. I I I, I gravitate towards real people in life. I, Where do you I, meet women? I have everywhere. That's the thing. Is like, do I, you think you'll ever be married? I'm not opposed to it, but it's not going to happen. You're no, too I'm married just, to no, your, your, your work. To it. Maybe you'll calm down with the work and you'll... Uh, I don't know. I can only know where I am now in life, and that's what I've learned to enjoy. A po- and, and when you meet a woman, you, 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 you lay out your philosophy. You say, listen, I'm, into, I'm open to love. Which is what we should all do, Howard. Yes. When we meet people, we should tell Be them honest. who we are. Be honest. You know why? You should have the person love you or hate you for who you are, not for who you portray yourself to be. How many people go into a relationship like a used car salesman? Yes. Bullshitting about who they are and what. Me. Yeah, I love long walks on the beach. <laughs> yes, I love. I love adventure. You You're don't like so adventure. Right. You hate whitewater rafting. You hate adventure. You hate oh, you yes. hate leaving the house. Be honest. Say I like sitting on the couch and watching too much TV and I'm a slob. And then if somebody goes, I love that and they're being honest. You have now found true love. But what happens with people is you go, I'm Tom Cruise. I like hanging on the side of planes and living a good life. Right. And then... 
two years in, the love starts fading, the, the infatuation starts fading, and then the person goes, you want to go outside? And you're like, why are we always going outside? And they're like, why don't you never want to go outside? And then you're like, all right. And then it's like, you changed. You changed. Like, no, you didn't change. You just became who you really are. Guys are trained to be salesmen. We're, right. we're trying to seduce all yes. the time. So, oh, I love uh, yes. you know, going to tennis matches. But you can uh, seduce without being dishonest about who you are. And that's person. who you are. You That's are what I'm trying totally to honest. all the time. That's what I'm trying to be. Look at you. Now listen to this. That is true romance. When you lose the naivete of like you just enjoy it all. That's why I'm an advocate so of living together before you get married. I'm a big advocate for not living together ever, even if you're married. <laughs> really? I think. Let me hear this. I think one of the biggest reasons people get divorced and relationships break up is because of this cohabiting bullshit that we've come to believe is the way relationships are supposed to be. I'm going to recommend a relationship with Robin Clivers for oh you. Oh my God. No, but you understand what I'm saying? Another person who doesn't want to live with anybody. No, but yes, you understand what I'm saying? And that's that's good, but that's what I'm saying. That's good for you. You cannot tell me that everyone was designed to Not live everyone. the same way. Not everyone. And that's why I'm saying our intimacy can What's be expressed gonna in different ways. What's going to happen with you, I wonder? I don't all right, so thanks while we wait for wait, wait Josh. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about his um, his thoughts about living together um, and how it affects relationships and possibility of being married and just living apart, stuff like that? So. Um, well, I mean, I don't really believe in, like, you know, the whole, like, I need to live with you so I can get to know you better to see if we can get married. I don't think that really makes sense. I think that's more of I need to, you know, help paying the rent and I need to use you to do that. And I think that kind of falls into that. And then you fall dependent on them because of a money scenario. And then it just add, creates more issues as opposed to just you so-called wanting to get to know the person. Like you need to either live with them to know, get to know them. I don't understand that whole concept because it's. Oh, man. Okay. The whole thing is, like, let's say you have a friend, right? And a relationship is a, a friendship, right? When you have your best friend, did you do you need to live with them for them to be your best friend? No. Oh, okay, but you're, you're, you're saying two different things. I'm saying, so, well, it's two different questions, but one... No, I know. I was answering the first part with the, the what he said. But the, his, the other thing he said about um, living apart... And being married, I don't understand. I, I get his point. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't do that because you know, if I'm if I'm married and you know, I want I want to have a family and all that. I don't see living apart. I don't know how you're going to do that by living apart of like your family and your kids and all that. I don't. I don't really get that. But I think with Trevor, he had a very interesting upbringing. I read his book and all that, and so I can understand his thought process. And, um, but I do like the point of the, the art of selling and seduction and, you know, how a lot of people tend to just like, Oh, you know, I like, I like movie romance movies and, Oh, I like this too. And I, Oh, I like to work out and do all that. And you, you know, you kind of get this, sell this dream to an extent to where you're like, Oh, you like all these things. And then now as time goes on, you start realizing that person doesn't really like any of that. And then their true colors come out and I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. And then they break up because the whole thing that they started with, they couldn't keep up with. So I get that point. Like it just be like, just be completely, like if you really want to be with somebody, just completely be honest of like, like this is what I like, this is what I can do. If you like it, great. If not, then I don't know if this is going to work. 
And I think that would help cut a lot of the nonsense that people go through. So, again, though, but do you think that, let's say, do you think moving in together is the cause of, let's say, breakups before you even get married? Like, you're moving together before you get married? I think so. I okay. think so. All right. Uh, so you await, I mean, so you're, you're okay. Honest, if you're honest with yourself, I think so. Because a lot of so people you're, lie about it. So you're okay with not moving in until after you're married with each other? Of course, yeah. Okay, Josh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> I just want to make sure it works because sometimes it doesn't. But uh, as we talked about on the first poetic charm that Miguel was a part of, I think people date incorrectly. So they usually mm-hmm. jump the gun. And one of those things is moving in preemptively, which is, of course, going to deteriorate the relationship because people don't actually know each other. You know, they didn't even figure out each other's idiosyncrasies that annoys them and lifestyles and whatnot. And then I think also uh, what Trevor's alluding to, because he does live in New York City, where cohabitation is a casual activity to save rent, right? So like, oh, yeah, let's uh, save this, save on this absorbent, you know, rent in New York City to, you know, lower our bills and whatnot without actually doing anything to make the relationship work is really a financial decision. It's it's economic. That's a big thing, big thing in the city. Yeah, I, I think um, it's, it's big in the city, but it's, it's big everywhere. A lot of people do move in for financial, uh, you know, gain or whatnot, because they, they look at the numbers. Look, if I'm paying 900, you paying 1,000, let's pay 1,100 together. So they always just throw the numbers out there rather than look at, like Josh said, the um, what can happen, you know, beyond that, learning your tendencies, idiosyncrasies, how you like to your coffee made to how you like to make your bed every day. You know, there's a lot of things we're living with someone. And I do think doing it prematurely can cause fault or cause the relationship to fall falter. However, <laughs> I also um, would not marry someone without living with them first, actually. Um uh, and actually, Jazz taught me this like 10, 10, 12 years ago. It was like, I got to know how you live before before I marry you. I got to know I got to know what you, what you do with your toothbrush. I know how you pay bills. I got to know uh, how you clean. I have to know how you live before I marry you and stuff like that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't live. I wouldn't marry them without living with them, but I wouldn't move them on the twirl either. Yeah, that that's a fair point. I do think you do need to live together. And I think a great example of this was. So R.P. Mamba, but when Kobe and his parents became estranged because he chose to live with Vanessa before they were married and his parents had a massive problem with that. But he was like, you know what? I'm a millionaire. I'm an NBA player. I'm going to do whatever the <laughs> fuck I want. Right. But you do need to do that and learn those things before that happens. And just to tag on to Miguel's point, obviously, Miguel is not going to be marrying you if this isn't on the menu. I need the same time before sex, and then I need it separately from sex. Sex without hair is like a sandwich with no bread. I need it. <laughs> I don't yeah. look at it. Yeah, I don't look at <laughs> Oh, man. It's your laugh at the end, which makes it great. Um, however, I mean, that's that's the truest statement of them all, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um you know uh moving on forward man um 
And I guess, oh, what do you think about that though part, Josh? That's the second topic. Could a marriage work if you never move in together in your thought, in your process? It would be very difficult. I feel like it would only be able to work for people who have celebrity type schedules. Okay. And are doing multiple things. Like if you're Jay-Z and Beyonce, one of you's on tour and maybe one of you's not going to travel with them. I think those type of parameters might might occur. Or if you're if you're a movie star, so you're gonna have to live six months in New Zealand to film right. you know film the new Lord of the Rings or whatever. I mean that's that might be a possibility. So, I just think it's harder with a, children. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say I think that it could work for you. Not you would prefer it, but I think it could work for you. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, I love I love my solitude. <laughs> Look but at it, that. I know John. But but not with children. That's Yeah, of course. Not yeah, with children. Yeah, I got you. Um moving on, we got a meme here about uh the guy dating two girls. Mm. Which one is he lying to? I want to get your <laughs> thoughts on this. And Chloe's thoughts on this, actually. She's still around. So. I'll read it. A man is dating two ladies at a time. Amanda and Brenda. He told Brenda, I'm going to say he told Amanda, there's Brenda, but told Brenda, she's the only one. He finessed Brenda like banksters, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, who does he love most? <laughs> Clearly Brenda. There's no, right, there's, there, there's no right or wrong, by the way, but wh- wh- why, who does he love most and why do you think that? Clearly, oh, go ahead, Josh. You yeah, started. Clearly Brenda, right? Uh... Okay. And why, why do you think Brenda? I mean, why else would you lie to her? That's what I thought. <laughs> I said the same thing. I think Brenda. What do you think, Banks? Uh, I, I think it comes on, on the point of how you look at it, but that's my first thing. There's a reason why you're lying to her because you don't want to lose her. You actually care about what she thinks and how she looks at you. As opposed to the other chick, you know, like, you basically put her on game, but it's like, it doesn't matter what happens regardless. Because if I lose you, I don't really care. I really care about the other thing. But, I mean, it, it just depends on how you approach and how you do things. But my initial thought process is Brenda. He's lying to Brenda. Yeah. Yeah, because someone told me, well, he's being honest with Amanda. Maybe he loves her. But I don't agree. Nah. I mean, he told her about Brenda, so... <laughs> So essentially, she's in the side chick role, and she's supposed to know her role. Ah, I think about the side chick part. Yeah, that's actually a good uh, a good thought on that too. All right, just want to see you guys' opinion on that. Uh, next thing, we got a video. Uh, five things men traditionally don't do. Our men are so trash these days that you can literally do things that traditionally have been done as a sign of humility and sweep a girl right off her feet. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to give you five basic things that you can do that men don't do anymore. Flowers. I'm guilty of this also. It's something that's very simple, but very thoughtful. The saying that it's the thought that counts is true in most cases. If you buy a girl flowers, chances are most likely the only guy that's buying her flowers. It's just something simple that men don't do anymore. Number two, opening doors. This is huge because men have lost sight of this. Start making it a habit. You will meet a lot of women who tell you they aren't used to this. And I don't mean just the restaurant door. I mean the house door, the car door, every door. And even open the car door when she getting out. Number three, this might be the biggest. 
Waiting until she gets in to pull off. Traditional, but forgotten. Waiting until she goes inside to pull off can make a woman feel secure, protected, and safe. And nothing makes a woman more comfortable with you than feeling safe around you. Number four, not allowing her to pay for dinner. When I say not allowing, I mean just that. You have rules. She isn't allowed to go into her purse. You don't have to be a rich man, but if you can't afford to pay the tab on your own, just go somewhere else. Reason number five, taking charge. This the one. Women like men, not boys. Boys are in the process of learning how to make a decision. Like my son, men know how to make a decision and do. Find out what she likes to eat and find out the atmosphere she likes to be in. And from there, you'll know which places to choose from. And by the way, mix it up. And these are five traditional things that men don't do anymore. Hey Banks, <laughs> I see your face. What's your thoughts? Um, I w- I'll give him this. He had some points, like um, with the flower thing and all that. But I, I think with nowadays how some people do things, uh, I don't think that's necessarily going to work. And I think with how especially how some women can be, especially when you buy them flowers, like you could do that. And yeah, you might be the only one regardless. or you might be one of many. And, um, I think that whole process, I think he's going into like really antiquated ideas on how to court women. And especially with how some women are today with them being independent and then showcasing certain things. I don't know if that stuff would necessarily work with how new age women are today. So his list, um, I think needs to be updated. Trying to go Josh, I want to ask the follow up question. Number one, Chloe, what do you think about his list? Number two banks. Um, uh, so you, you, so you don't think the new age woman would appreciate things he's saying that men should do? No. Okay. No. Especially like, depending on what type of independent woman you got, like, nah, uh, they're probably think you're doing too much or you're, you're like trying to get something out of them or whatever. Like it, it depends though on the woman though, but I, I, I don't think what he's saying doesn't really align with how some women are today. I saw you shaking your head there, Josh. What are your thoughts on the whole, on the whole thing? Well, this yeah. is a rhetorical question, but it's going to sound like an actual question. How many women are actually deserving of these traditional behaviors? Most, good question. Mo- most are not, right? So, right. again, so much for equality, right? So equ- <laughs> equality totally negates most of his points right and to be fair the point about flowers is fair which is why i you know listen to the rest of the video but to me it's only for an advantage to separate yourself from everyone else so it's like a, a tactic type of thing as opposed to <laughs> being traditional like oh i get the finesse her like this type of thing that again that that's how i viewed it right and at the same time Modern women want to have their cake and eat it too. They want some chivalry, but at the same time, most dudes who are chivalrous, they're going to end up in the friend zone, right? Traditional behavior nowadays will put you in the friend zone. So I agree with Banks. A lot of these methods are obsolete. And the only way it'll really work for you 
is if she's really, and I mean really, really, really feeling you to the point where it's actually going to work for you, right? So everything you do is is going to be golden. That's the only time it's really going to work. Hmm. Yeah, so so he said uh, flowers, opening the doors, uh, paying for the mail. Yeah. Um, uh, not pulling off when you drop her off, making sure she gets in the, in the house safe. Um, and it was one more, but, um, yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, he knows obsolete because he said five things men don't do anymore. So he knows that it's obsolete. Um, so to, to be fair there, I think Josh, um, another reason why women would appreciate these things if she's just so used to guys not doing it. Now she's yearning for these things. So let's say she's gone through a bunch of uh, what are, uh, uh, fuck boys or whatever you want to call it, right? And or or guys who are not like that. Now she's like, I wish I had a guy who did this. And if that guy comes along who's doing this, she might appreciate it more. Or if she has a friend who is bragging to her about these things that she gets, now she starts saying, "Man, I, I, I want that too," and whatnot. Those are the, okay, shake hands. So you disagree? Go ahead, I'm listening. No, again, it's a tactic, Mike. So again, as a guy, your job at the end of the day is to differentiate yourself from everyone else. That's why the flowers is the first thing and opening the door. And to be fair, those are part of my repertoire anyway, because I was raised. Mine too. Right? Mine too. But I mean, I'll open the door for people who I'm not dating either, especially if, Mine? you know, especially if you were an elderly lady or even an elderly man. You feel me? Yes. Yes. So, so it, I do. It, to me, it's just about manners at the end of the day. If you treat people with respect, right? Because respect is earned, right? You can't be entitled. And most women are entitled, which is why they're not deserving of these traditional actions. So your point, the first point that you made is just reiterated. I agree with that. A lot of women out here are not deserving of those actions, but feel like they're entitled to it because they have, I guess... A WAP. vagina, right? <laughs> so um, I agree with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I don't agree with banks, man. I, I mean, I, when you say it's not going to work, I don't know if what's the what's the end goal as far as working or not. But I do feel like um, not all women, but someone would appreciate it. So, I don't know if it's to smash to be with her. What's my end game? My end goal, I so, guess. Right. So imagine he was saying all that just so you can smash. Well, that's a, definitely a tactical, like you said before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, and a lot of these new age women are going to look at that because they want to think like they're a man nah. and going to think, okay, he's doing this because he must want something. That's supposed to maybe you don't want something. Maybe you just generally like the person. But with a lot of these new age people, they think you're on some sort of agenda. And a lot of some of these women are reading the how to think like a man books and all that mm. where they're going to combat it. And then when you're generally coming from, you know, a so hard place, sometimes <laughs> it may backfire. <laughs> oh, well, they feel like you're only doing it because you're trying to smash. Someone. Right. Or, yeah, I got you. That's interesting, too. Skepticism. Huh. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and the last one we got here. Oh, did uh, you? Interested. I think uh, Chloe got kicked out when you asked her the question. If you want to ask her the question again, uh, did she hear the whole thing? I just wanted to ask her what she thought of the guy's uh, five things, and would are these things that she would want uh, as a woman, or would she look at them like Banks said 
as maybe a uh, tactical to uh to smash, I guess. Do you know if you heard it or not? I uh hubby she- moves. Hubby moves, Banks she says. Or not. Well <laughs> maybe she probably select a few then. <laughs> Agreed, Chloe. Uh, all right. And the next thing here is um, what are y'all thoughts on this about uh, do y'all kiss during sex or not? There was a video with this somewhere. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched And Chloe, uh, Chloe agrees with it's a thousand percent. Be wild. I don't kiss during sex. What? Oh, yeah. Y'all got the game. These out here kissing women in the mouth. I ain't kissing not none of these hoes in the mouth. I only kiss women that I deal with and I only really deal with one. So why are you fucking her if you don't even want to kiss her? Because it's not a it's not a, a kissing is a requirement to say I'm attracted to you. I think his reactions made the video even funnier. It is. How they pan in on his face is hilarious. Because technically, the hypocrisy of like you choosing to enter a woman and then not even kiss her is just like, you know, the argument is like, how are you going to do all that? And then you're like, you're taking it down. Like, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean you won't do that? And then his points were like, well, I got to really deal with you for me to do that. And then the second part, like, if I got to, you know, <laughs> eat you out or whatever, like, you got to be, like, the main one. <laughs> and I was like, you know, this guy is talking from um, a very juvenile point. Hmm. Like, I mean, because my thing is, I, I agree with, like, maybe you don't want to kiss everybody. I don't think that really makes sense. But then there might be some, I don't know, you might have like a baddie or whatever. I'm like, whoa, nah, 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 I gotta, I gotta take this down. This is crazy. Um, but I think it just depends on who you're with and the vibe. But I think it, it's valid where you may not want to do all that, but depending on the chemistry as well. But I don't, his whole point of, you know, she gotta be special or whatever. Uh, I mean, I don't know about all that, but. Nah, I, I think it, it, I think it varies, but I think it, if the chemistry is definitely there, you, you're going to want to do that. So overall, you feel like if you're smashing, then you should be able to kiss her, right? Yeah, like I said, like even with close, close says kiss is not for everyone, which I agree. But depending on the vibe of the person or whatever, or the chemistry that you're dealing with, you may find yourself doing it. Like, you can't hold that back. Like, it, okay. it's just like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you with somebody, you're vibing with them. Like, let's say they might not be your boyfriend or whatever or girlfriend, but you just so happen to find yourself into it. But the energy was just crazy. You, you, come on. You, you're going to tell, like, no. You're going to just move your lips. Like, no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. You sound like a kid. Like, that's All funny. Right. It's also warranted where there's points where, like, okay, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, I just want to get this over with, whatever. Well, I get that as well. But there's but there's some moments where, like, you just can't help it. Yo, she close on point. She says that's what kisses on a neck are for if you vibing with her. <laughs> or whatever. Them kisses, to the neck, them kisses to the neck are going to lead to kisses on the lips or whatever, so it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Josh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I'm of the mindset that as a guy, speaking from a guy's perspective, mm-hmm. there it goes back to the quality versus quantity. Now, if she's in the quantity category and is not quality, then that makes sense to not kiss, right? But if she is quality, if she's bad, then you're definitely going to kiss. And I feel like anyone who's not is definitely fronting on that. Hmm. I think it's got to do more with your uh, what you are to me. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I kind of agree with Chloe. Maybe for different reasons, but I agree with her. But uh, I just feel like that if, I, if I'm just... Let it uh, Halle Berry, Amaya, Melissa Ford, or somebody cover on Mike. Mike going to be like, all right, guys, see ya. I got to uh, get off the uh, podcast real quick. You know what I'm saying? And then Josh is going to play that sex with our head. Like a sample <laughs> Mike going to come back hours later. Damn, man. Like, yeah, man, I ain't kiss her. Nah. Why, why you got lipstick all over your lips, huh? Nah, listen. <laughs> I don't know, man. If I'm just smashing you and I ain't feeling you, even if you are, you know, bad or cute or whatever like that, I'm not kissing you, man. It's just not big. I'm sorry. And yes, Banks, I have done all this before and moved my lips and all the type of yeah. stuff. Or like they go for the kiss. I had them like the, the make the dodge and shit. Go, they go around, go to the neck. Like I'm not, I'm just not kissing you or stuff like that. Like I, 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 I agree with you, Mike, but I don't know. I just feel like there's a certain selection of things out there. Yeah, but if they that selection, I'm really feeling like you said, vibing with them. It's not right. about the girlfriend boyfriend part. I agree right. with that. I get that. Yeah, but it's more about am I really feeling you and stuff like that. I, I, it could be a bad shit that I'm not really feeling. Like if, if I if I don't. If I was like talking to you, but I'm just smashing you because you you bad, I'm probably not kissing you. Like I don't know. Like I just don't. Nah, I'm good on that situation. So you know, I mean, I remember. Uh, you know, like no, nah, I don't get into that. But yeah, I'm just not kissing. Uh, you. Is this a story time with Miguel, Mister AKA Ramada, Mister? Nah, Mister. Uh, like years ago. I got more than that, but I remember years ago, I told a chick, like, I, I had a cold flight three months because I didn't want to kiss him. Like, I'm like, you know, I don't want to give you a cold or something. Like, I just didn't want, want to do, you know what I mean? So, nah, um, you got to be, like, a real great vibe, like you said, if somebody I'm really, really feeling damn near my girlfriend or my girlfriend or more for me to be kissing you all like that or whatever. Like, cause it, that, that's just how I put myself. That's interesting I because I wouldn't, if I wouldn't kiss someone, usually I probably wouldn't want to smash them either. That's, but that's just me. See? See, and I'm opposite. I definitely can give you the D. <laughs> but I kiss you. <laughs> right. Like, but again, if I can't, if I can't be bothered to even have the desire to kiss you, you're not even going to get quality D. Like, I, I wouldn't even be bothered, <laughs> to be honest. I agree. You that lackluster effect. You know, like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> And and by the way, isn't your curfew coming up? Right, and I definitely don't agree with that's how people fall in love. No, that that's not true. I think that's, but I think speaking from a female standpoint, I think she's right. 
females do fall in love. She's she not the first person I heard from that, actually. Females fall for you more, especially when you kiss them. Banks probably look at, looking at them gazingly and shit like that. <laughs> While you on top, kissing them during sex and shit like that. I, they fall in love. Yeah, more. I can get that from a female's point of view. From a guy, it's to me, it's, no. a, it's the same concept. as you Like you said, not kissing her and giving her D. Like Either way, you're not going to fall in love. I mean, I agree with that. And yeah, to, yeah, and to quote our boy Jay-Z, you only love them when your dick is hard. Guys, come on. <laughs> what I said earlier, there's a quote for a bar for everything, right? With Jay Z. So, so there you go. Um, but man, this is our show. We were this pretty. It feels like it was fast, but it really wasn't. But, um, I guess that's because we got a good report. Which the, the team is back. We'll be back next week for you guys with another show. Um, Food for the culture. Please like, comment, and subscribe on the show. Any uh, ideas you may have? If you want to be a guest, please let any of us know as well. Uh, any last thoughts, gentlemen? Isn't then is the next show supposed to be live? The next show should be live. Thanks. Are, are you got another? Tour? Are you got another tour coming up? <laughs> I do have a tour coming up, but I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you guys get tickets for Banks Next Ten City Tour, and uh, and we're and oh, we're yeah, out. This one, this one will be epic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night, guys.